in Podcast Detroit, recording live. Prepare yourself for a hoppy drive. If you're chilling at home, pop that crowler and just kick back for the next two hours. It's the end of the week, so here's to the weekend. It's Better on Draft with Rob, Matt, Nick, and Ken. All right, and we are live. Episode 199 of Better on Draft podcast. We are in a very nice glass studio above Griffin Claw Brewery in Birmingham, Michigan. I want to welcome you all to the show. I am drinking. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to introduce the guest first because he's going to tell me what I'm drinking. Kyle from Glyph- Griffin Claw. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Good. Uh, what are we drinking here? So I figured since it's going to be a, a night of 12 percenters and be above, yes. uh, I decided we'll start off with the New Zealand Pilsner. A little now, light, refreshing. New Zealand Pilsner. Now, this is the second year we've done the Flying Buffalo release. Yeah. This is going to be a little lighter than last year because we're only six cans in instead of eight cans. Uh, but let's go around the table. Matt, how you doing? I'm in a glass case of emotion. You are in a glass case. <laughs> nice Anchorman reference. You know that movie's 15 years old? Uh, wow. Uh, that hurt. Oh, wow. That really hurt. Almost can drive. So, sorry to do that to you, Rob. Uh, let's what? go. Almost 15 and a half. Isn't that early 2004 came yeah, out? Some, some, I remember I graduated high school when it came out. Yeah, I think I'm in the same boat. God. <laughs> All right. Well, this this has gone off the rails already. <laughs> oh, there we go. Good Rob, what's Lord. going on? Hey, how's it going? Enjoying myself with with a nice little little pilsner right here, and and took a long drive to get here. It seemed like a much much further than than what's normal. And I'm surprised you didn't just hop Woodward all the way up. I, I thought about it, but I mean, coming from you know where I am at, at Southfield at 96 to hop all the way there, which I feel like I should have because Southfield is a mess right now. The road, not the freeway, because they decided to cut it down to one lane. Southfield's at always a mess. Yeah. We have two seasons, construction and winter. Yeah, but and now we have winter construction. Southfield is better than 94. Any day of the week. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it just in and out of the city is bad, but everywhere else is fine. Yeah. That's not bad. If you need to get somewhere, don't use 94. Well, uh, Nick is not here, part-timing, of course. He's trick-or-treating, right? Is uh, that what he's doing right now? Damn. Uh, actually, I saw he's like, <laughs> on the way to like San Francisco. Yeah. So I mean, what, he's, what? he's globetrotting right did, now. Did he go as Danny DeVito? Uh, Team Wolf. Ah, Team Wolf. Uh, but we did bring in a, uh, a guest host. Welcome, Shannon. How are you doing today? Hey, guys. What's up? Hey. Shannon from Brew Export. Yes. This Back is for number three. Number three. <laughs> Therefore, you got the uh, the gift that we gave to everyone who's been here three times or more, and that is the ESG mug. So uh, we I think this is her fourth time, though. This is her third. You've been on twice since I've been on, and you were on once before I was. We no. probably Wait, drink a lot. Wait, second. Because <laughs> you brought Na- Nan once, you brought Johnny once when I was on, and yeah. you were on early in the first episode. Yeah, it might have been so, an episode. I was yeah, I think it. you. I think it's your fourth. You weren't on the. Oh, no, the first scary. time. It's a blur. Yeah, it's a blur. <laughs> four time, four time, four time, four time. Wait, who's been on the most? Uh, probably Dan Riley. Uh, Dan Riley would probably be right on the top there. How uh, many did John Pipe and Brock would probably be on the top there. <laughs> um, Eric Brigaman. Yep. Um, those would probably be the top three. And you, you and Aaron are right around, yeah, are up there too. For me, so. did you bring him a glass too? 
Yeah. Uh, he got his glass yeah, at the uh, the festival. Guild. Gotcha. So the only person that did not get their glass because they were not at the festival was Shannon now and uh, John Pipenbrock who will get his next week on the show. If he shows up. He'll be there. He's MIA. Episode, you, you talked to me. Episode 200 is going to be a repeat of episode 100. So oh, a shit show. Lord. Are you going to cancel the show halfway through like you did try to do last time? I, I, no, because I mean you can only do that joke <laughs> once. But I'm, I'm looking at six glasses or six uh, cans in front of me. And a Let's, crawler. And a, and a crawler. Uh, so let's crack open one up and let's talk yeah, about dude. it oh. as uh, we kind of go oh. through. So the Flying Buff- Buffalo release is tomorrow, November 2nd. Uh, people can come in. Are you do- what are you doing special for this and what are you cracking open? So uh, this is – this actually predate- predates us. So Flying Buffalo has been around for seven, eight – no – Leave some Nine years. Wrong. So we have we have some back from 2010. Uh, I, I effectively, it had been called that prior to too, but Flying Buffalo in the form that we know it is at least nine years old. Um, so uh, we release all these tomorrow. We have a variety pack, uh, which is brewery only, which is in front of us right now, and then we have sour cherry Flying Buffalo, which is only on draft in the tap room. So sour cherry Flying Buffalo. Mm-hmm. It was. It's a. We'll get to it when we when we try it, but it's. Barrel aged for two years. A couple more glasses. Oh, got it. Yeah, that would be helpful to actually drink out situation. <laughs> Everything okay there, Shannon? Yeah, I just, I'm just taking my time. I'm a little girl. I'm not trying to go in heavy at 12%. Not all. I'm in beer fest mode right now. I don't give a fuck. Hey. <laughs> I, YOLO. I definitely felt it a little bit on Saturday after the pre-drinking, the six hours before the festival, drinking yeah. and doing the show. And then drinking at the festival the entire time. That's right? why I left early. And then drinking after at Eastern Market Brewing. Hey, yeah, that was that was a little rough because I mean um, that was probably the first time I think I've ever had any beer before noon. Ever? Was ever? 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 I was going to say I I I don't I don't understand that because I've had. Uh, definitely, like, post-7 a.m. shower beers while on vacation. Just, like, <laughs> I'm awake. Because I've, I've always gone under the Mimosas. rules, like, you know, it's it's uh, is it are you an alcoholic if, or, you know, or do you have a problem if, and I say, if you've been up for two hours or you've taken a shower, you're good to go. Or if you don't wake up in your own bed. Is, is that it? <laughs> like, if you're on vacation. Oh, I was going to say, oh. you might just have narcolepsy. <laughs> I mean, okay. That's, that's okay. That's, 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 if you're that's on vacation okay. and you okay, if you wake up in a hotel bed, not just like some stranger from the night before. That's okay. That, yeah. Clarification. I appreciate that. I think we all needed a little clarification. Okay. On that if you woke sure. up in a hotel bed or an Airbnb, so what was the name of this before? He it was just barely Russian Imperial Stout uh, okay. through his days either at. Uh, is Vegas Brewery or Big Rock early on? So Vegas Brewery. Yeah, he started the first bre- uh, brewery in Las Vegas in 1991. Okay, Dan Rogers did. I should, oh. I should clarify that. Our brewmaster, who we're centered around, uh, started a brewery in 1991 in Vegas, and then came back to Michigan because he's from here uh, in '99 to go back to Michigan Brewing Company. So, well, that's a name. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, we I actually ran into someone who was friends with the owner of that. At, Bobby. Uh, yeah, Bobby Mason. Um, not him, him, but somebody that was friends with him at because uh, we were pouring for Ellison, uh, Julia and I, my girlfriend, we were pouring for Ellison, and they were talking about, oh, where is Ellison? And I always explain, oh, it's a couple miles from um, Old Nation, and it's close to where Michigan Beer Company is now. Michigan Brewing Works, and they're like, oh. And like when you people say Michigan Beer Company, like uh, uh, almost like a, a, a triggerness of happiness and sadness goes through yeah. their head. Because um, I don't know if you guys heard, and I don't know if we've kind of covered it in the news since it's not really Michigan news, but uh, Sellers Brewing actually closed down. I saw that. 
So um, I ran into the owner when I was in Dallas a couple of years ago. Um, just happenstance at a random beer store. Saw the Cellus logo, got excited. Uh, wound up buying a six-pack while I was down there, and they were talking about the brewery. And then I just saw that they closed down, so nobody's making Cellus at this moment. Yeah, it's sad. Which is, yeah. Because he, he, he was a legend. Pierre Cellus was a legend. Yes. Is a legend. I shouldn't say that. Was that, was that before your time, Matt? Yeah, you? I don't even know what you're talking about. You're like a baby in the craft. Do they make a light? Did the, uh, <laughs> Celis, or Shandy? I mean, I mean, I mean Celis Celis White, is pretty, White was a pretty light beer, yeah. It, it was like a precursor to Blue Moon. Oh, I just, I don't know. So, so what is, is there a party tomorrow? What's going yeah. on? Yeah, so we oh. open our doors 11 a.m. tomorrow. Uh, we're fully expecting a, a roller coaster line, I call it, of people outside. And then every one of them's on tap. Everyone's for sale. So it's going to be a, a crazy day. I'm going to be very tired. Uh, sleeping by the fire outside. I don't know. At one point, is it just going to be here? Or is it going to be at just both here. venues? Just here. Um, we like to keep it central here, just because of logistical reasons. Uh, and I just don't want to split it up. I'm selfish. I just want it here. So, is there like a limit, or is it? So yeah, it's, it's a free for all. The only thing that's a limit is that six pack variety, just because of how limited uh, our small amounts that is. But everything else, just go for it. So, are you selling these by the six pack? In the in one of the same, like in a, can I get a six pack of mole tomorrow? A four pack, a four pack of mole. Yep, unlimited amount of four pack mole. Yep. Uh, I'm just gonna camp out. <laughs> so we're just. Well, this is, that's the thing is that I don't I'm think because I think one of the one of the things that that I like about your guys' release is that it always seems like there's more than enough to go mm-hmm. around. That every year. That flying buffalo, flying buffaloes come out. I've always missed the release, but I come in that Monday or that Tuesday, and there's still more than enough. And it's like one of the releases that I really appreciate. That while I would love to be here for the party, that I can still come over here and and get it. So that's it's absolutely yeah, awesome. I'll send everything to distribution the next week, but I always make sure to keep some at least for the week of, mm-hmm. so that we you know suffice our customers that that give us patronage throughout the year so most of this will be gone within two weeks but i'll keep as much as i can here as long as i can do you guys have a mug club here uh no but look for a membership plan in 2020 membership Ooh, plan. Yeah. what's the membership plan going to get you uh there, it's talks i mean there, if you look at the state of michigan homes has a killer membership plan i mean granted we are not homes and granted they're i mean they're the cool kids in the block and i <laughs> want to be like them when i grow up sour however um, however, I think they have a really good membership plan, and we're trying to figure out what we can do with that. We haven't had one since we opened, but it's been in talks. We've talked a lot about it. And um, if we have multiple o- locations opening in the future, I think it makes sense to have membership clubs. If? Plural? Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah there's talks. Do we have, like, zip codes or general ideas of where this uh, might occur? The third one's not in Oakland County. We'll say that. Well, is it in Wanye? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now, within the distribution, where are you guys distributing uh, Griffin Claw? It's a good question. So we've only been the state of Michigan um, since we opened. So six and a half years of just Michigan distribution. Michigan uh, forever? No, because that's changing in February. <laughs> so we're opening Ohio, Indiana, potentially Wisconsin, all in 2020. Wow. So now um, Shannon's actually sent beer across the, the the ocean the atlantic yeah. ocean. which yeah. makes a lot of people jealous as i get i get so sick of seeing your instagram post and i'm like god damn it <laughs> I, I send some damn like, good beer overseas i'm like it's, I don't it's get not only half of it's, it. it's not only that it's just like 
damn, I, w- it's like, I wish I could just visit other countries and, and, oh, and just yeah. enjoy all that shit. <laughs> well, what, what is the, the response to, like, the European response to basically barrel-aged everything here in the United States? Oh, yeah, they're obsessed. I mean, we're known for, well, first off, they always look to the U.S. as kind of the leader in craft beer. I mean, we took, like, those traditional styles and flipped everything on its head and created the craft beer industry we know now. But IPAs and barrel-aged stouts kind of rule everything. Thing, all the big trends that that we're into, they're into, and and to be honest, their standards are sometimes even higher than ours because you know if they want just a mediocre IPA, they can go to a local brewery. But and as an import, you're going to have to pay more for our product. So they need super high on tap scores, really unique beers, and uh, and yeah, that's, that's what about of. the the so the standard in Michigan is obviously either going to be Bell Sue Hearted or you know Founders All Day. How do they react to those two? In comparison to the the beers that they have or the beers that they want, or are they looking for something different? I have no idea about those two <laughs> beers. I don't work with founders. They have their own international team, and then Bell's does an export. So if you see Two Hearted internationally, it's not it's gray market. It's not Uh-oh. supposed to be there. Um, but Larry Bell did not authorize that export. That's I true. did not have anything to do with it. <laughs> Ended up somewhere, you know. Uh, but like. Punk IPA from BrewDog, that's kind of like our, or for Europe, that's like probably the U.S.'s version of Sierra Nevada. So that beer kind of created uh, a lot of craft beer drinkers and, and you know, kind of led the way. So Punk IPA, for sure. What's the biggest ask? Like, what's the most common ask that people ask for in regards <laughs> to beer? Uh, everyone, I'm like, okay, what, what 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 kind of beers are you looking for? And everyone asks for like tri- Trillium, Monkish, Treehouse, Hill oh, Farm style. Like that's the list that I <laughs> and then I work backwards from that. Like uh, actually, right now I just flew over a bunch of beer from Toppling Goliath. So that was a that was a bucket list brewery for me. We flew over and it's at all 50 uh, BrewDog locations in the UK right now. So we've got King Sue, Pseudo Sue, and then Pompeii. I've never even tasted those beers, but I'm like, oh, we'll just Pseudo send them. Sue and King Sue are amazing, <laughs> and I'm, I've basically gotten tired of IPAs, but those those two, somebody hands me a can of those for sure, <laughs> I'm hitting those. I'm not gonna Yay. lie, it's been a minute since I've had an IPA. Now that I think about it, yeah, yeah, because we haven't had too many people bringing in IPAs. I know Copperhawk <sighs> did, but those are definitely. Have you, have you trained them? Is that what you're saying? Uh, I mean, they were they were a little bit flat in regards to the the beers, but they also said that they were going to be flat when they opened the can, the the crawlers. Like it's going to be flat. Like we we obviously couldn't get the carbonation for. Well, that's that also kind of, that's also the market though. IPA as a whole isn't what it used to be five years ago. Thank as God. far as market wise, market well, do, you, do you think it's market in Michigan or market period? Because we've seen the market change a little bit with like milkshake IPAs, mm-hmm. but hazy IPAs have been around for a long time. It just right. we just didn't have a brewery that made it here or got it here consistently Correct. until Old Nation. Yeah, but that's I mean that's the market as a whole. I think with I don't want to say the bastardization of IPA because that's not the right words I'm looking for, but like just the um, general. 
expanding of the actual definition of IPA or what the offerings are has kind of taken it and dissected it and, and put it into different categories and moved it around. I mean, between all day creating a whole different category and then, you know, these milkshake IPAs and hazies, um, it's now so dissected. It's just like all – it's like taking a piece of the pie and just literally – taking all the same IPA drinkers and just trying to find different segments that go into that. So you're not really creating new drinkers, um, but you're just taking from other drinkers. Does that make sense? Well, don't yeah, you think totally. that like uh, Gateway is bringing people from a pale ale to yeah, and that's a Gateway why pale that moves them died. into it? I mean, as a whole, the pale ale category is, I mean, Sierra Nevada, pale, pale ale is still doing its thing. Uh, but as, as a whole, I think to find another pale ale especially in the state of Michigan, is not existent. To be honest, and you guys mm-hmm. might think uh, I'm wrong on this, which is fine, but I think like Sierra Nevada and uh, New Belgium's Fat Tire are two industry-stranded craft beers that will never go away, no matter yeah. what the trends change to. I think, so. I think those two are still going to be the top sellers 10, 15, 20 years mm-hmm. from now when we go to... You know, triple milkshake without lactose, <laughs> right. coconut milk. I don't know. Well, even IPA. even to the point right now where the industry is so cyclical that like it's slowly slowly working itself back to pilsners and lagers and in light flavored um, affairs as opposed to these like diabetic uh, oat milkshake milk whatever the fuck you want to call it things. Well, so. we we saw that at the the festival this yeah. past weekend, the, the fall beer festival. You saw so many like. Every beer had like eight names on, on top of the name. <laughs> right. It was like Joe's beer, and then you look at it, and again, and you know, we're we're joking, but it's like a triple milkshake IPA with lactose. Like you have to, you know, an entire sentence just to describe what the beer is instead yeah. of just take a breath in between. Yeah. Um, speaking of not IPAs, we have more not IPAs on the table. Let's uh, crack yeah. one open, talk about it. Jamaican rum. We'll get there. Oh. Do you have a favorite one I, so far? I, I do have a favorite, and well, I won't say it until these. after. You, you can have a favorite. You haven't tried any yet. Is this the modern times? <laughs> so far, we didn't even talk about the first one we had, though. Oh, right. the, I mean, the original, and oh, I mean, it's a barrel-aged, yeah, barrel-aged Russian imperial style, uh, aged on Heaven Hill barrels for uh, nine months, coming in at around 12% ABV. Mm. Uh, it's it's a bad boy. It's it's the beast. It's the OG. It's the original. This beer's uh, like a baby. Nine months in the barrel. Right. Nine yeah. months. We give birth to, create to it this baby. in November. <laughs> um, yeah, we unbarrel it literally three weeks ago. So. Uh, and now, what is Rob pouring this time? Uh, this is coffee. So this one has a little more story to it than the last one. So we've we've done coffee for six years. Uh, all right, Shannon hijacked mine, so I need oh. to splash more. Oh, this is yeah, just not only coffee. I think every modern times from coffee. Everyone. Yeah, so this is modern times coffee. So the first couple years of coffee that we did was Starbucks coffee, but we didn't we didn't say Starbucks. <laughs> oh, like, yeah, no, 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 hell no. We we went to Starbucks and literally asked for thirty pounds of coffee, and then and then dumped it in because it, that's just what we all drink here because we're basic. I don't know because it's Birmingham. Yeah, it was Birmingham. 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 Um, did but, you just go to the Kroger too? <laughs> yes. No. Maybe. Um, <laughs> Uh, so then we switched over to Great Lakes Coffee out of Detroit for the last three years, and it's a great partnership, and uh, we love what they do. But this year we kind of took it a step further and reached out to our brethren in San Diego for Modern Times, and they shipped us some coffee. We tried it. We loved it. And thus this was born. I'm smelling some, like, there's an astringency on here. A little bit. I mean, anything with so since we, we lay it on coffee beans, there's going to be a little, like, green pepper to it. But we've gotten some flack the last couple of years because of uh, the green pepper flavor. 
um, with it. There, I mean, it's not disinfected whatsoever. I'm going to assure you on that. It's it's just the coffee itself will give off some of that. That the oils, the essential oils, essential oils. It's like we actually no. The oils from the coffee bean itself will give you some of that. Yeah, but I mean, I don't think it's bad. I, I just it. think it's kind of you get a lot of these coffee beers now, and it's just so robustly coffee. And this is like raw coffee. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. It's taking different. it from the bean, just putting it in your lip, and like kind of mm-hmm. walking around from the day getting high. It gives me a little, and and maybe it's just me, but there, there's like a little bit of kind of like a sour green apple oh. to it, which it reminds me of like the, I think it was the second year that you guys used Great Lakes uh, Roasting Company's coffee, which actually was like one of my favorites. Oh. Yeah. Are you so sad now? Huh? Are you sad? Oh fuck no, no! <laughs> I'm I'm like like I wish there was more things from modern times that was in this area. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, you're a California beer guy, aren't you? you, you your brother's out there and all that. I stuff. mean, my my brother's out there, so um, like any time I can get him to get me some modern times, or if I order any of like the Black Tuesday releases, which actually just hit this week. Um, and ship them to his house, so then he can ship them to my house. Um, I do that when I can, because and any time that I go out there, I'm looking for modern times that's out there, because especially their their coffee beers that they make are are pretty damn good. Well, let's kind of talk about that a little bit, because I think we have a hopefully an expert here in the studio about shipping beer. Mm. Why? <laughs> like, what what is the the legalities that? Because it's not necessarily alcohol. I can ship wine without any issues, but why is it necessarily beer? That's just the trouble in the state of Michigan. In the state of Michigan. Yeah. So as a consumer? As a consumer. What, who and what, I guess, consumers, if you if you don't hold a license, you can't really ship beer or alcohol in general. Can you ship wine? You yes. can ship wine. Oh. Yeah, they have those wine clubs. It's just specifically, a, but, but you as a consu- like consumer to consumer. Yes. You can ship wine, no issue. No issue. That's crazy. I don't know why the hell you can't. Why can't you ship beer then? That doesn't because make any sense. Wa- because wine and whiskey are the foundation of this country, and beer is a bastard stepchild. Oh, I mean, that's I would it. He's got the answer. Love I mean, to be able to ship beer legally. I can't. We can't allegedly. even ship a my beer box. Yeah, because you can't. You can't have the word beer on because a box. some lady at the post really? office is uptight about the word beer. On the box, and then the postmaster general at that post office says it's according to FAA regulations and I literally point to the FAA regulations he's like well can't do anything I'm like well I can just go to the post office down the street and well even when we try to send samples out for like uh, YC labs like to to test ABV and IBU and all that shit we we get we get flack pretty hard who do you use so we we go through UPS for the most part but you tell them it's juice I I we can legally send it if it's if you, it's a it's a sample, if it's a sample yeah, because you can labs. legally send it if it you know as as the the workaround, especially for consumer to consumer, as you call it, yeast samples. Yeah. Yep. Um, but for you guys, you're not sending it to be consumed. You're sending it to a lab yeah. to be dropped for ABV Correct. or specific. And we still get flack for that. It's still a difficult process. So I work with FedEx exclusively for all of like well a lot of my inland shipping, but smaller package shipping. Uh, and it took it took months for me to get uh, actual like kind of license with them to the like where they're not going to give me a hard time every time I try to ship beer. Um, but yeah, it was a whole process. They had to look because you ship deleted. samples too, like small small packs. Just yeah, to, in all across the U.S. and all over the world. Oh, but you're you're also a business, not a consumer. So. Yeah, but I even a business. You know, they had to go through my licensing and make sure that I was actually a a, a licensed beer person. So. 
Yeah, when I shipped, I even shipped wine UPS uh, from Youngblood Vineyard uh, down to Florida. And I said, they asked me what it is, and I said wine, and they said, I heard juice. <laughs> so it's grapes. It's true. And it's I think grapes it's a thing. Yeah, it's so grapes. It's just I mean hop juice. Is yeah. that a I I love like I, I don't know what it is, but coffee is really either hit or miss um for beer for me. Like coffee can either be way too powerful, like I'm mm-hmm. drinking just like pure like mud tar from a coffee pot, or <laughs> I'm drinking some of the sweetest coffee. Like uh, I was talking and I believe uh, Comet or no Mercury Bar. Mercury Bar down in Detroit uses Becquerys coffee, and if you've never had Becquerys before, mm-hmm. it's really good. Really? You just can't buy it in stores; you have to buy it online only. Right. Well, we have it actually at, at work. Yeah, in our office, and it's where's it from? Uh, Detroit. Oh, really? Uh, Huntington Woods, I believe. I think specific. So. Yeah. Um, so it's right around here. Yeah, it's right around here. I I remember. So my I took my dad to the Mercury Bar, and he loved the coffee. And he's just like, he's Folgers or Speedway or McDonald's. Like, that's the only things he'll drink. So when he had it and he just loved it and I went to go get it. And mind you, I was slacking on Christmas gifts. And I'm like, you know, can I just show up and buy it from you guys? What if I pre-buy it online and show up to pick it up so you don't even have to pay for delivery? I'll pay for delivery and pick it up. Like, no, you can't do that. I'm like, "Mm, (laughs) you know, but they they also buy, you know, sell in bulk. So one person buying one little um, container yeah. there you know that's not going to ruin their business well, you and have still... just christmas presents for like the next five years oh yeah <laughs> i i want to i want to buy so they their brand which is called royal york um it's it has another name in a store and it's a little bit different and i think it's called like detroit bold or oh. um it's got a different name for like meyer and stuff that's done like the same beans and everything like that so it's basically the same coffee but in regards to the coffee beer, though, like I, I had a few coffee beers at the festival, and just nothing. To, I'm not going to lie. This past festival, nothing, nothing really hit me. Really, I did not yeah. like much of anything. We, yeah, when when we did the whole, you know, what was your favorite beer? It was kind of hard to pick, just because it seemed like it was. I don't know if it was. I don't want to say recycled, um, but it didn't seem like there was anything exciting except the PTSD I got from the short tent again. Oh, from the fire. Because it was literally, I, it's like, I, I'm like the trigger because I walk up to it and literally every time I'm like, hey, don't give me like 30 seconds to walk away. And literally as I w- turn around, they, they shoot it up and my hands go up and we, I spill all the beer that I just, just got from them. And I just love they all the, like point at me and laugh. The, the people who are standing there for like Angela. four or five minutes are are still surprised that it just keeps hitting every now and then. I was just walking by and I just felt the heat. I was like, oh, that was comfortable. And it just kept on walking. I, um, I enjoyed the Firkins that Rochester Mills brings every year hmm. um, just because I'm a Cascale fan. But other than that, like I loved uh, Liberty Street Seltzer. That was probably the only that one I could damn good. write home about. Shorts had a really good seltzer. There are Pete's Beaches. Yeah, Beaches. beaches. Yeah, I actually I had that on Thursday night. Because I didn't have to work Friday, so I was drinking Thursday night, um, and I, I made a, a six pack of all the Atwater beers, Beaches, uh, oh, Lagunitas Hop Water, um, and a few other things, just to try like a bunch of different non beer beers. Yeah. Um, Do you have a preference? So it seems like the seltzers go one of two ways. They're either fruit first with seltzer finish, or it's seltzer first with the fruit finish. Do you have a preference of how you take your seltzer? I like the seltzer first with the fruit finish. Like, I I don't, I I think the fruit first gives me a little bit too fruit forward, fruit sweetie. Um, 
I just I, I kind of want to like drink almost like the the cucumber lemon water that mm-hmm. you get from like a hotel lobby. Like that's the kind of stuff that I want to taste. Like I just want the faint taste of the the fruit. I don't want it to smack me in the face. And you had did you, did you try the Atwater seltzers? Uh, yeah, I have all three at home. And because I think they're very fruit forward seltzer finish. I I I was indifferent on them. They weren't anything. Like uh, honestly, I like the black cherry from uh, White Claw. Um, most of everything I get from Bon Vive, like the lemon lime uh, from Bon Vive, is probably one of my favorites too. But um, like seeing all the seltzers that were made at the, f- I'm hoping people will start canning them and destroying them. We are. Uh, okay. Boom. Can you make a pure one? We can. Because I think I think they're most impactful when they're flavorless. Okay. Just throwing that out there. I feel like because, that's too dangerous. No, because a they're. They go better with mixing them, and be like sometimes you're not in the fla- in, in the f- in the mood for an overly flavored, you know, black cherry or something like that. You're right. So and, Matt, so so you said that you know that you know as far as the beer fest, everything was just kind of you know super cycled, so so recycled. What at the beer fest was? I mean, for you, what was the biggest letdown? Oh. Ooh. Going negative. I believe the fifth. Shots fired. <laughs> fifth. Oh, Dark Horse? Who? Oh. <laughs> just just the beer in particular. <laughs> um You know, just I don't know. This this beer fest seemed different, just in general. Or you know, are you for, different? For other I reasons. have questions about this. <laughs> oh, wow. I, I want I wanted to let you guys move through your whole seltzer thing for a second <laughs> and bring us back to a, oh. back to a beer podcast. Uh, I don't know if you know, but beer seltzer is beer according to oh, no, liquor no, no. laws. Well aware, well Therefore, aware, well you know, aware from yeah. of that. I'm just uh, uh, so okay. It, it, have you changed, or has beer changed, or has the beer festival changed? Because have you gone so All far? Three. That I, I'm exporting a beer that is a, I think it was an IPA with raspberries, boysenberries, uh, blackberries, peaches, cinnamon spices. It was, I mean, just one of those crazy, crazy. Was it called beers. Lucky Charms? IPA? It's not even from the United States. It's not even from this area. Goodness. But, you know, that's how crazy we've gotten where there's nothing that impresses you anymore, where you see a list of ingredients and on these beers and you're just like, meh. Well, the or point- was there really good beers, and your your standards have just changed? So I guess, A, I don't drink the same beers I used to. When I was on the show, I would probably never even touch f- the front butt, and now <laughs> I drink it religiously when possible, so I have okay. changed. B, I think the beer fest changed for multiple reasons, but I think a beer fest is should be more of a gathering like i think the up beer fest is the best beer fest agreed because you can walk around there's things to do like yard games and just the ambiance is more fun versus not that eastern market isn't great but it seems overcrowded it seems like it's just butts to nuts people fighting over okay beers and you went friday too i went friday saturday it was worse yeah yeah the weather shit um and i just i just think like what I think of a beer fest is I think of nicer weather. I think of things to do. I think of more of a think more of a, a congeality kind of thing where I'm talking to people and I'm having a good time. And I feel like Detroit is just 
I think Detroit's the worst of all of the beer fests. <laughs> you hear they have the Traverse Ooh, City one inspired. now. May 16th? I'm still going to yeah. go to Webb. Uh, uh, we'll, we can talk about, about that, too. <laughs> I just think Detroit's the worst because it's it's so densely populated with Blue Moon, fan, Blue Moon fans who think they and Shandy people who think they drink craft beer, and then they flood it, and the breweries try to placate to that because they want more drinkers. And, yeah, I just... There, there's I, nothing that really so what? So then you're saying that the brewers are not more. bringing the right beers, that that I, they're that they're I just pandering to disagree with that whole sentiment because I, I didn't see many shandies and wits and uh, I didn't see a lot of winter like winter spice beers like I saw a lot yeah. of darker malts like English milds I saw a lot of those uh, brown ales um, I mean there was only two alt beers there not that I counted there were only three alt beers there. <laughs> Um, out of the 800 plus, you count alt beers. The way say, I count black alt people at beer fest. Wow! <laughs> uh, how many? Who, who won? Alt beers or black people at the fest? Black people at the beer fest. Easily. Okay. Yeah, yeah. By the time I left, I think it was somewhere near around like 17. That's like a record. Something like that. Yeah. I just yeah. yeah. I just think it's like three or four years ago when we went to the beer, uh, the beer fest, there was like cornhole and stuff to do when you're not just. Smashing, I, say, I didn't see that. Smashing three-ounce samples. There. Oh, okay. But it, ju- it just seems like it's like run into a line, wait five minutes. It's like it's like uh, roller coasters at Cedar Point. Jump in line for a three-second sample. Uh, yeah. Like, Holla at your boy when you see <laughs> him in the streets. So CEO. It's fine. It just seems like it's, yeah, it, it's Cedar Point, essentially. <laughs> so I just, there's better fests to go to. I suggest you do that. Uh, like I, the Jimmy John's Beer Fest, Utica, that we host. Oh. Where everyone just kind of hangs out, and Kyle doesn't come, even though I well, text him and email yeah, him and all well, that stuff. Well, shit. in regards to, like, the difference between the, the fall... Well, that's... that's The Jimmy John's Beer Festival is the festival that brings in the Blue Moon drinkers and the, the Shandy drinkers. But not on such a big scale. Uh, no, not on such a big scale. I mean, we had, like, 1,500 covers, but when you're talking a... A festival like you know, I want to be when I go to the the fall beer fest or any beer fest that's Michigan Brewers Guild beer fest. I, w- I want to be wowed by any of the beers that I drink because I'm not going to be drinking the stuff that I can get in a can or a bottle really? or, or normally on draft somewhere. That's always the struggle though, because so we we're given you know. Barely, I'm not asking for five star beers either. No, I'm just no asking for the struggle though is is like so what what is your assortment that you bring, and so we get a barrelage per table. And uh, so then I have to look at it and it's like, well, you know, I want my cores because I still want people to drink norms. I still want someone to, like, discover Blue Sky for the first time. So that takes up half of my barrelage. And then the rest of it's like, you know, we have two months before the, the festival comes out in order to pick these. So half the time, like, there's a beer that just came out, like, four days before the festival, and I can't bring it because it's already been mm. – my list has already been done, which I'm not saying that's a bad thing because there needs to be planning in this and there needs to be, like, logistical information prior to. Uh, it, it just is a struggle. And half the time, like, it's, like, questioning myself until, like, the hour before mm. if I really made a good choice. Speaking yeah. of barrelage, we can open up another can. Yeah. Okay. Let's do mole next. Go on, man. Oh, damn. Sneak that in so we can – Keep going and get at least three in before the first break. Yeah, so this one's mole. So uh, we used to have a beer called Krakatoa, which was uh, flying buffalo with coffee <laughs> and ghost hot. peppers. Yeah, we decided to chill that out a little bit. And so take the traditional um, mole recipe uh, when you're thinking of cooking uh, chocolate, cinnamon, and then a lot of peppers and spices. 
Um, it, this one won't burn your mouth, but it, it has a little kick at the end. And, now, what was crazy was is that Mole was honestly one of my favorite beers at the last uh, festival, or when we when we did the show the last time. No, yeah, hundred um, percent was the winner last year. Like, I actually like the raspberry because we didn't have it until the Winterfest because you guys brought it at Winterfest, right. and I remember my friends came over and I'm like, mm-hmm. you need to go beeline to Griffin Claw. Try the mole before it runs out. It's one of the best. So you guys actually had it this year, aged one year, yep. and we I, it did not age as well as I no, wanted it to for sure. Yeah, I mean, that, that's kind of like out. that was one of the first things that I went to was to grab the mole, and I was I I I think it almost kind of lost itself mm-hmm. a little bit. And I was overwhelmed. You know, well, you that's the the risk you take when you age beers. Yeah, inevitably it's either going to fall off or get better. One of the two. And now, how does your how does your brewmaster take into consider? Like, d- does he want to have the beers drank the second you make them? Or Essentially, he- yeah. Uh, I mean, we we all make beer just to like to to drink it when we when we produce it. But um, if, if we're not going to hold you back if you want to age that, that's up to you. That's the risk you take. Well, we didn't so. age it. You aged well, it for yeah. a year. Well, uh, People want. Can, people want. Can I? Can I make a suggestion for next year? I would listen. Horchata. Oh. BBA horchata. Oh. Because I mean, this is it, last year one for me. I'm kind of sad that the raspberry chocolate's gone. Is it though? Yeah, I, I see a cherry chocolate. Well, yeah. No, it's a sour cherry. But there's there. Mu- so there's going to be two more flying buffaloes this in 2020 that are not next oh, November. So, so you're gonna do like. There's a one six in, and a two, then? There's one in March, and there's one in July. Can we do a horchata? Those are already figured out. Well, so 2021, no. maybe? <laughs> yeah. yeah. We still have a whole year to figure that one out. Like so a yeah, cinnamon absolutely. toast? What was the reason for staggering the eight? So we did, uh, last year when we unbarreled, I had 28 leftover wooden barrels that I wasn't comfortable putting in just because like of, of quantity. You don't want to flood the market with supply. Just because there's a demand, I kind of want to chill that out a little bit. So we, we kept uh, 28 coffee barrels last year and that turned into actually great white buffalo um oh, and it was it was like one of our fastest selling products so looked at that and said well do let's it. do that again <laughs> so we're, we're coming out with one in march and one in july uh much smaller releases but still using the same quantity basically yeah, definitely the the dude abides by that great white buffalo yeah we were really happy with that i was very surprised by that actually i the, the first time that I got it, I was actually hosting a private event at uh, the session room out in Ann Arbor. Oh, yeah. And I just saw it on the list. I said, oh, let me give this a try. And it was just amazing. And then I was looking for cans. I couldn't find cans. Mm-hmm. I was so disappointed. See, that's that's exactly what I'm looking for at the beer festival when I try beer. Yeah, I don't want the best. The, like, I don't want to write home like, oh, my God, this is the best beer ever. Like, I want to be able to be like, I like this beer. I want to put it in my fridge at home. See, I don't, yeah. maybe then we have different goals. Yeah. Because I want to find the one-offs, the variants, the things that I haven't seen before. Because, I th- again, I'm at the event for the experience, not for the re- the market right. research almost. I mean, I want those, but I also want to be able to buy them and take them home, too. But I guess maybe that's I mean, why I, I guess... If I'm at, you know, if I'm going to like a brewery number, 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 and I see, four, two, a, four. <laughs> and I see that they have a beer, I'm going to go to there to hopefully that they can, you know, can it when I'm over there as well. Yeah. And I guess maybe I, you know, st- went too far out of, you know, the normal, but mm-hmm. 
I mean, it's like it's like Wolverine because with Wolverine they have the Mexican hot chocolate massacre, which I am a huge fan of massacre, and the Mexican hot chocolate was amazing. Um, and actually, kind of going back to my question of being what what the biggest letdown was, my biggest letdown was the vanilla variant of the massacre because it just for some reason it just. As much as I'm used to and being spoiled by the likes of Drafting Table and the amount of vanilla that they get in their mm-hmm. beer, mm-hmm. Wolverine just didn't hit it for me on that one. Vanilla is a hard it's, thing. It's, it's, it's a hard it's thing. Hard. For me. And, I mean, props to them for definitely trying it. It just it just wasn't there for me. It was just basically it was kind of – it was – like you could barely taste the vanilla, and then the massacre was just trying to fight to come in as far as flavor is concerned, and it was just really contrasting that where I just really didn't like it, and it was one of those two token beers, which you know we we love having to pay two tokens. For I was I, I didn't notice, but I know the the pamphlet said there might be have been like three and four token beers, but I didn't see any. I know one of the ones that Ellison was registered at three tokens, but we were told to take one only. I don't know why. It, it was a Lambic, so I thought we yeah. would have been taking three. But I know Speciation in the past has had the three tokens. I, didn't, I don't remember even seeing Speciation there. But Holmes, I yeah. Yeah. Holmes at the Summer Beer Fest last, or this past summer had a – it was either a three or a four token. But I couldn't remember which. Are they going to make Toonies in the Michigan Brewers Guild? <laughs> <laughs> Might as well. I mean, that would, that would be pretty interesting uh, and perfect. Oh. To be honest. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're going to take a quick break. We're right at the 40-minute mark. Um, we're going to reset, maybe uh, finish some of the beers that we opened, and we'll be right back with the Better on Draft podcast. People say you get too woken. They just can't find a little soul. Light up a cig and let's get talking. Talking that rock and roll. It's more than just a style of play. It can get you what you need, just let it take you away. If you're ever feeling down, forget about the bullshit that's your worries away. Say you get too woken They just can't find a little soul Light up the cig and let's get talking Talking that rock and roll Sit right back, relax and chill Let me lead you on your trip See how that rhythm feels Don't let troubles cloud your mind It's only in your head You are so mighty fine Oh, 
And we are back better on Draft Podcast 199. That's right. We were almost at 200, oh, but doing so this for high. four years. It's the, uh, um, you know, the, the Gretz plus 100 year oh. episode. The anniversary yeah. of the Gret, the great one? Yes, the anniversary of the great one. Uh, we're still here live at Griffin Clock. Kyle, thank you so much for having us in this. Uh, this is a nice little studio. I could uh, I could kind of get used to doing stuff up here. It's uh, where I, I'm caged into here and locked down on a daily basis. So. I feel like I'd be too distracted by all the stuff going on downstairs. It's, it's a struggle, man, especially when everyone comes up through here. So our CEO, I, and our marketing director sit at this table and usually don't do any work because everyone comes through here and sits and talks and <laughs> ends up drinking and eating. and It's a lot of a lot. Of a lot. Speaking of eating, oh. you guys do have a pretty damn good food program. Yeah, I gain a lot of weight. Why is it every time that I come, the fish tacos aren't on the menu? We like, know you're coming, so we just take it I swear it to God, it's like... <laughs> The Philly cheesesteak sliders and the and the and the fish tacos are literally like mind blowingly good, and it seems like every other time we switch up our menu quite a bit. I mean, I had uh, the chicken, the grilled chicken sandwich. It was amazing. Like I've never had a bad food experience here. Chicken and waffles oh, just got added on, and it's I oh, can't. Oh jeez! All right, now I got to figure out what I'm going to eat after this <laughs> downstairs. So I mean, well, no, not, I'm figuring out what to because those Philly cheese no cheesesteak sliders. So if those are on, they're, they're not on the food after oh, this. I'm fun. down. I'm, I'm so hungry. Speaking of non uh, bad experiences, we got more experiences to drink over here. Why don't you crack open a? You know, I'm going to put this another beer. What are we cracking open, Kyle? This one's the salted caramel pecan. Ugh. I've been waiting for this one. I'm all about will, salt and caramel. What, what is a, a flying buffalo flavor that you wish you could get in uh, your wish list for 2020? So we, it took us forever to figure these out. Um, Why is that? It's a process. So there's about six or seven of us that sit up here and, and kind of shoot ideas off of each other and, and try to figure out what works and what doesn't. And uh, it, it's a struggle because we have a lot of strong opinions and we have a lot of strong uh, feelings and where we want to want this to go. Um, so we usually start with what flavors didn't work the previous year. Granted, three years ago, we really didn't have a lot. Uh, last year was the first year that we kind of varied into multiple, more than three or four. Uh, but we looked at it, and I'm also in the opinion that if it doesn't work, just get rid of it. So we had three flavors that I immediately wanted to get rid of. <laughs> Orange. Orange chocolate, Oblivious, and uh, yeah, and I was really spice strong ale. Oblivious. I thought so Oblivious was good. Interesting enough, uh, Oblivious. Oblivious has been made for a few years. Yeah, it's been since inception. We have it in barrels right now, but I didn't want to put it as a fine buffalo release, so it might come out later. Um, but Oblivious wins a silver medal in World Beer Cup. We immediately put it on tap, and we can't move it. So it, it's a style. A wheat wine is a very like. I don't want to say deceptive style, but a style that really isn't like going to be oohed and odd it's about. Like, it's like an ESB. It's the name doesn't really yeah, sell it. We love it, and we're going to come out with it. I just kept it from this release, that's all. So the, it's, it's in barrels somewhere. So those were the first three that go. And then we kind of picked and prodded and moved our way, and what can we do and what can't we do? And, um, and the flavors kind of came out at us at once. Like, there was maybe 15 on a piece of paper that we kind of went through. I'm going to give you another one. Yeah. We need like an Asian Thai. Um, Rogers wanted to do like something a peanut butter Thai curry. Savory. I had, I had a, I had a, That'd um, be different. I, I had a coconut like that a curry milk stout while I was in Florida and it was mind altering because it was, you got the flavor of the coconut, the heat of the curry 
and it was just like nothing I've ever had before. I mean, that's a good idea because I mean, there's a lot of like with the barrel aged stouts and the flavors that there's a lot of sweet. There's not right. a lot of savory. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be a great direction for at least one of the cans because it's again, I mean, all around the anybody who barrel ages, you get all this sweet just generally from the whiskey barrels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't ever have anything to counteract it, so you get something more umami based. Like a fish stock, or That's, like a like a, a bean paste, or, like or something. Umami was a direct word from Rogers that he wanted to mm. use. Yeah, um, but, and it's hard for us too because so we, I mean, we're not anything that we do isn't going to be diabetically sweet. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're not going to have like a sugar bomb with us. I mean, this is quite sweet. It has salted caramel in it. However. I mean, it's so. There's nothing that's going to be that, like that comes out at you like, oh my god, that's ice cream, or that's the word I'm looking for. Just like I, yes. I don't want to bash other breweries, but you know what I mean. <laughs> like where your where your teeth are like chattering together. Correct. Yeah, you feel it, like you it, might get a root canal. It, it, it's there. It's you, there. We there, use there's, it. There's a feeling of like literally, literally sugar going through your body. Like I get it when I used to drink uh, woodchuck cider. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that. It, in comparison to other ciders, like woodchuck, like if you had it and it, or it just went through you and you just taste sugar. But it's a gateway beer too. You know. I kind of want a cinnabon one with the frosting. Cinnamon lactose beer. Well, we like, we did a vanilla cinnamon one two years ago. You, we can do it the horchata, but just yeah. like, take off a little bit. Of and the... We we took the vanilla cinnamon one in Krakatoa and morphed it into mole, but. But there's no frosting on mole. Sorry. We'll just rim the glass. Rim the glass. Go murder some. Get their frosting yeah. tubs. Yeah. I mean, just murder if, some little Duncans. Yeah, Sellermans could do a, a, a pasty beer. And yeah. Oh, yeah. Put, Ian brings it on quite a bit. Pasty. Uh, yeah. Not pasty beer. Pasties. Pasty beer. Yeah. And put like ketchup on the rim. That, you know? Yeah. That that mash would have been real interesting. So. We talked that, that Talking to the microphone, one of the former Solomons now works here. Yeah. Tell yeah. us about some of the things that Ian's been doing uh, and that he's brought to uh, Griffin Claw since uh, the expiration of Solomons. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. yeah. So Ian Radigas-Givens is now part of the Griffin. That's Claw how you say his name. I have yeah. never heard anyone nope. say his name. Thank <laughs> I just you for see, that. I just say his name a lot now, so it's now just comes off the tongue pretty quickly. Can we get another pro- pronunciation of that? Ian Radigas-Givens? Radagas Givens. Radagas Givens. Sounds like a Thanksgivens. No, that's true. <laughs> that's well, awesome. Yeah, we we only like misspelled his name twice in the press release because <laughs> I don't know how to spell. But not, so. on, not on his paycheck. <laughs> no, no, no. His paycheck's fine. Uh, but uh, no, we we loved Ian and we love Ian currently. So we, we it, you know brought him aboard. And so it's kind of like, do your thing, buddy. You're really, really good at what you do. So we just kind of want to help and facilitate that along. So he uh, is driving around in a Penske truck on Tuesday going to buy up some awesome cider across the state. Like, actual non-alcoholic cider in apples. In jorts? Uh, I hope so. <laughs> it's part of his agreement. He showed up the first day in jorts. And it was Does a he little... Does he sort of pant- pantaloons? I, I don't think any of them do. Uh, no, I don't know. But, so like, he's, he's going to do his thing here. Basically take uh, what he did at Sellerman's and kind of... Uh, apply it to us a little bit, but starting off with cider and then eventually getting into mead. Is there any um, direction that he has brought to you guys or any ideas that he's thrown at you guys that yeah. were just like you hadn't heard before or just kind of... 
outside of the box that you just would have never thought to take. Because, I mean, Griffin well, this is, completely- You literally just announced Cider and hired Ian at like, the same time, didn't yeah. you? Yeah, I mean, so we've, we've always... I mean, in order to, to sell any alcohol through this facility whatsoever, we have to make it. So we, we've always had a cider on draft. Uh, granted, it, it's always been like 9.5% alcohol. It's been a boozy boy. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it, it really hasn't been a focus. It's just been kind of like an ancillary product that, so that someone that can't drink gluten or whatever can have something to drink so this we've always wanted to take that next step and have that uh we just never knew how to do it or or, or didn't have the time or effort so ian kind of came around the, the the best time possible because now we have this facility in rochester hills that's thirty-three thousand square feet that we have a buttload of room in so now all of a sudden he has a system he has his barrels he has his tanks and uh, he's going to town do you want to tell us anything new that's coming out? Uh, so 2020 is going to be a crazy year. Um, not only do, are we going into multiple states next year, but uh, Ian Cider will will surface at the beginning of the year. Is he going to have his um, own series? It's going to be his whole, a whole different it's gonna name. It's going to be canned? Yep, it's going to be canned. Oh. Uh, there's going to be three to four, depending on what we decide, uh, styles that come out the gate. Um, and it's going to be a whole different name. It's not going to be called Griffin Claw. Um, it'll be so. Think of uh, Star Cut to Shorts, right. uh, Angry Orchard to Clear to Coast, same, yeah. Clear Coast. Apparently, yeah, same concept, different name, same same umbrella. Cool. Um, so those are coming out. Uh, the cider will come out immediately. The mead will will be to follow. Um, then we have Seltzer coming out in February. Is that um, going to be under the Griffin Claw? Yeah, name, that'll or? still be in the Griffin Claw because there happens to be the most popular brand uh, of seltzer. I, that- I wanted to <laughs> ask something. How yeah. many people have come here specifically and honestly looking for White Claws? Oh, we get it every day in the market. Oh we love God. your mango. Mango what? <laughs> oh, yeah, your seltzer. Oh, cool. I don't make that, but if you want to pay me for it, that's fine. Is, has, is there any, like, uh, are there lawyers talking by chance? Or? We, no, we, we, so we look at trademark at anything that we do, thankfully. And since our name predates White Claw by five years, Hell yeah. uh, we're fine. Right. So. No, but, like, I mean, that could be, like, a way for you to... Well, yeah, no, we don't want to put I, I think they see a lot yeah. more benefits from the confusion in the marketplace, yeah. marketplace, and they do negatives. Yeah, so we and actually when we first came out with it, we called it La Claw, L E Claw, because we also like look. I think there's a twelve pack of La Claw in my my car, literally right now too. I went grocery shopping, but we looked at the trademark of that too, and that came back positive, so we're fine with that. I mean, you got True Claws, so oh god. When you guys are buying seltzer, do you look at, like, the roots of it? Like, White Claw versus Truly. Like, Truly is a Boston beer company. So, like, Sam Adams. Like, for me, I would buy Truly over White Claw if I was trying to be craft. I mean, I I leave that up to them because that's some just no sugar cream. I I look for whatever (laughs) is. And not I I don't care about the ABV because I'm more drinking it to, like, have a drink as opposed Mm -hmm. to. So I'm looking more, more probably, like, lower ABV. So you're buying. And V because that's lower calories, either lower grams of sugar, lower carbs. Yeah. Um, I'm not looking at all past that. So in my world, I'd prefer to drink Truly's because it has less grams, sugars, less grams carbs. But the White Claws are the only ones that are like carried that in the uh, homogenous packaging. Like, truly, he's only has the rosé flavor, mm-hmm. and I don't know if I've had that yet. I don't think I have. 
But White Claw has the raspberry, the mango, the black cherry, the lime in the six packs. And if I'm, you know, having a, a White Claw session, I don't want to be flipping back and forth between flavors all that often. Mm-hmm. So I just, I typically grab White Claw just because I know I'm going to have six strawberries or six mangoes. See, for me, I go for the either the Bon and Vive or the Truly or the White Claw 12 pack mix pack. I'm, and I can drink three at a time and know that's my lit. Because usually I'm gone for like four or five nights on the road. So I can have mm-hmm. three at a night of the same flavor. That I, I wish I had your different. Well, I mean, I, I won't lie. I've definitely I, – I might have gone to the store across the street and grabbed a, a 16-ounce or a 24-ounce and added that to the three cans. Have but. you had press? Um, press is pretty good. I have, but they're high in uh, carbohydrates oh, really? or high in sugar. They're yeah. also higher price. They're like eighteen ninety nine oh. for a 12-pack. I don't know Ooh. where I saw it, but I remember having it because I'm like, oh, I've never seen this before. Yeah, Let me get though. it. And then I remember looking up the nutritional value because it oh, wasn't really? on the box or the cans. Oh, because they mm. don't – so in order – you have to do it if it's made from fructose. So if your base is fructose, then you have to put nutritional value on that. Really? If it's made of dextrose, you don't. So fructose oh. is FDA-regulated. Re- dextrose is not. Interesting. Yeah. Do you yeah, know that's who owns Bonavive? AB. Probably is it AB? That's what I just, yeah. I didn't know that. I AB. just looked it up. All right, so we're... Well, uh, then all the other seltzer well, companies yeah. need to make uh, lower ABV so or lower Do you have a name right? <laughs> Can you announce the name of the yeah. cider line that's coming out? Uh, no. It's, it's, we're still waiting on the fourth uh, flag of trademark, and that comes Monday. Okay. So... We're hoping that people are listening to this either in line waiting for Flying Buffalo or on the road to Flying Buffalo tomorrow, which is today, Saturday. Let's crack open another one. Why don't you tell us what it is? I was going to say with with our uh, question, because we're four in. So right now, as it stands with the four that we've had, obviously I know Matt's favorite right now is Mole. But I mean, mean, for for everybody else, is there a favorite? For for the four that we've had so far, the Modern Times Coffee was a was a winner for me. I like that. I had that gr- that green pepper real. It was different for a coffee. I'm actually pleasantly surprised about the uh, the salted caramel pecan one. Was, I didn't think good, I was going to like it as much as I did. So for me, as much as you guys have seen me like with heat, how much I hate spicy <laughs> foods. Like I love to be tested, which is very very limited on my spice. That's mine. But, do you want water? Yes, please. Okay. There's <laughs> just a lot of snapping and pointing. So I got him. I got It's like Matt, Matt's water glass looks like he has Coca-Cola in it. Yeah, that's the mole because they kept pouring it faster than I could drink oh, it. Why didn't you just give me some? Because <laughs> I'm trying to mole with ice and a straw. Yeah, I've got, I, I, I got cold press mole oh, style. I feel, I feel like you're going to have to drink that at the end. That's the way the chips do. Oh, so if I got a chip. I think for me right now... I mean, I, I've, I'm like stuck at this tie right now between Mole and the Modern Times. And well, what is the one you just pulled? I'm sorry. Uh, right now, I just poured the uh, the chocolate uh, marshmallow, mar- marshmallow almond. almond. Jesus. Chocolate marshmallow. Which, see, this is what I was talking this about. It's a good. mouthful. Chocolate it marshmallow or almond. Yeah, almond. but I mean, so it's a 2019 Flying Buffalo Barrel Aged Imperial Stout. Can we I mean, get a it's, it's still, <laughs> I mean, when, when like they, a Fall Out Boy song. When sorry. they had the Great Lake. <laughs> That's so true. I'm but when so you guys, glad I didn't drink when you said that. When I you guys had so the Great Lakes, I mean, it was you know, it was Griffin Claw, Flying Flying Buffalo, Barrel Age. I mean, it was a it was a very long name for anybody to say. So I mean, these are much shorter, I think. 
These are balanced. I guess I'm so used to drinking yeah. stouts that like hit you over the face. Rogers, where this is like Rogers refreshing. Well. You know what I, I mean? I haven't tasted any alcohol in any of these. I haven't tasted any. To be honest, I haven't really tasted much bourbon in any of these. Holy shit! Or like, well, I'm getting a lot of alcohol. marshmallow on this one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that, that's but not crazy. Like it's a no. reasonable amount of marshmallow. Not flavor. enough to pay for like a Nintendo Switch for a bottle of beer. That's <laughs> 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 so true. It's like a weird combination because like it's like the chocolate hits first and then it's kind of like the marshal marshal uh the marshmallow and the almond kind of almost hit at the same time which for me is giving me this kind of interesting like sweet kind of cherry flavor i feel like there's like this like an elvis sandwich marshmallow fluff chocolate a little bit of and it was like two things that like like two things i am not a fan of pecans and almonds and for both of these, really, they're just like smooth and, and like Shannon said, that they're balanced. And it's like I don't get so much of you know the al- almonds or the pecans that everything else is in there, and that you know the flavor of those particular nuts are, are perfect. It's smooth. And that reminds me of another thing you said. You said, "God damn it," to me because I brought we see your it all the time to you. I brought the Rocky Road salt on the show once. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. And you were like, screw you. This tastes exactly like Rocky Road. Right, exactly. I was so mad because it was like, I'm so You're, used to seeing things like, oh, it's going to have this flavor. It's like, oh, okay. And it's like, there's like this little sliver of it there. And then you, that, that Rocky Road stout that was in there, I'm like, why the fuck does this taste actually like Rocky exactly. Road ice cream? This is bullshit. Like, this is actual advertising. Not false advertising. This is perfect and it didn't make any sense and like for for this one right now this this is really smooth and like i said really balanced and and it, it's kind of I'm, like, I'm like trying to make a list of like all six well i guess it's going to be seven now with yeah, the sour cherry sour but you know just trying to put them rank them like best to 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 i mean they're all good well, I but just like make best overall well i, I want to ask you a question because what we see here in michigan is um I, I don't know if i call it an anomaly i don't know if it's the same in other states but obviously it's something that i would think would worry you guys as a salesperson a brewery comes into the state whether you know oath brings them in m4 brings them in they have a hot month and then they're just sitting there like yeah. Cigar City is in the state, if you guys didn't know. <laughs> like, like I think we forgot Cigar City, <laughs> and and I think it it started to go less and less and less Whoa. of time based on like the the, the further we get in with this show. Because when we started the show, Ballast Point literally just hit the state, yeah. just got sold to Constellation. But that that was still a hot, good, you know, two, three, four months. People were still all over Ballast Point, and then it kind of faded away. We're getting beers in here. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think of the the brewery out of Chicago um, that Revolution? came in. Revolution, yeah, they came into the state. And Terrapin's been here. Terrapin, yeah, oh, shit, we forgot about Terrapin. <laughs> like, I feel like Revolution sells well, though. Does it in the west side of the state? It kills. Yeah. I, I know. I, I know the reps pretty well. Yeah. The west side of the state also likes the Chicago Bears, so I don't care about them. <laughs> and the Peckers. No, and the Peckers. No. No. Well, I mean, like Upper Peninsula West Side. The, this state's really hard, and it always has been. Do really you think hard. it's this state, or do you think no, it's? Um, I, I think it's with any like very craft beer heavy state. Um, I mean, but we're also a state that supports the big three. That even no matter how much they suck, mm-hmm. like we will support our, ourselves until we die. Like we'll support the. 
230th biggest brewery in the state, the more Lions. so than the sixth largest brewery in the nation. Like it, that's it's always been that way. You think it's We're a very, very loyal, a I think very it's a Michigan yeah. thing. That, I I would agree. I think I think Michigan's a very very loyal thing, but you don't you don't think you see that in other states? Well, like, that so that's so as we're going to other states, that's been the talk. Is that like thankfully we have a, a team that has worked for other breweries that have gone into other states, um, and then the notion of years past is just send it, it will sell. Well, now we have thought of a marketing process. We're getting reps. You have to have feet on the street. You have to have a process. You can't just send beer to go and die, which some of these breweries have done. Like the fact that some of these you know top locations probably haven't seen a, a terrapin rep or um, hasn't really heard of basically anybody talking about it except for their distributor. You can't just send something to like let it do its thing anymore. Well, we, we see that with a lot of people that have been on the show before that are reps of certain breweries that are in other states repping those states and then you know their territory still East Michigan or Metro right. Detroit or something like that. Like They're showing up for a hot minute and then... I refuse to do that. Plus, I think when you talk about coming into Michigan. Michigan, I think we discussed, like, the fourth biggest beer state per capita. Mm-hmm. Like, while we have shitty, you know, ancient laws, Ohio, Indiana, Illinois, Wisconsin, they don't have that kind of brewery scene. I mean, I'm sure they have breweries, but they don't have breweries that are going to pack the shelves of their their Winn-Dixie or their Publix or their Big Eagles or Giant Eagles. Giant Eagles. So, like, you can take a Michigan beer and add it to it, and use the leverage of other Michigan breweries that are there to say, oh, shit, this brewery's here. Like, Florida's huge for Michigan breweries because there's so many snowbirds that go down to Michigan, and they want to see Michigan breweries there. And Florida water is just garbage to begin with. Well, that's, so. that's interesting because I went when I went to go see uh, Dan over in Arizona, and I did the show with the Shop Beer Co. and uh, tapped that AZ, um, I went into stores, and there is a lot of old Michigan beers mm-hmm. just sitting because, on shelves doing nothing. And this is a baseball reason. That's Chicago territory. If you are west of 75, you go to Arizona. If you're east of 75, you go to Florida. So it's like Cactus League and Grapefruit League. If your team is in the Grapefruit League, you, you can sell beer in Florida. If that's it's in the Cactus League, Larry, it's going to go into Arizona. It's just because that's where the old people go. Are it's, they literally separated by I-75? I thought, I thought it was the Mississippi River. Uh, it could be. I mean, six and one half dozen the other. But like, yeah. especially like people on the East Coast, they all go down to Florida. You know, nobody from New York's moving to Arizona. Got it. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, Larry Bell used to sell Oberon to Arizona just because the Cubs played spring ball there. Bam. No, really? Did not know yeah, that. and that's why Florida used to have it too because of spring ball. So it's all Cactus League versus Grapefruit League. That's where people migrate to in the springtime. I've never and... heard that before, and that's really interesting. well. There you go. I'm I always gonna... just think Florida, Florida, Florida. <laughs> but there's like also Arizona. Well, that, that yeah, Arizona was big because for uh, a couple years there was a huge rivalry because we would always meet in the playoffs, the Wings and the Coyotes, oh, yeah. and you would see so many Wings fans. Oh my god, it was ridiculous! Phoenix. And because just like the Sharks. What's that? San Jose Sharks. We meet them at you know, the same – they shoot the Sharks. Yeah, but you don't Sharks. see a lot of Detroit fans yeah, there's, in San Jose. There's a lot of Detroit transplants that are in the Phoenix area. Yeah, in, sure. in, in Arizona. Snowbirds or people who have just retired down yeah. there and moved down there. Um, let's, let's go we – got, we got one more. One more. We'll, we'll, say, we'll save the big one for the, uh, the third segment for sure. Oh, this is the Jamaican rum, the one that Matt's been waiting Oops, for, for forever. <laughs> so talk to us about this one, Kyle. 
So, <laughs> yeah, you smelt it. You can smell it right away. So uh, rum barrels are really hard because uh, rum barrels are essentially just whiskey or bourbon barrels that have been sent to Jamaica and put you know rum in. So y- you never know what kind of rum barrels or the shape that you're going to get uh, from these rum barrels. This is a lot of rum. This is very rum. Uh, we then you know take it off the rum and sit it on vanilla beans for you know a month or so, and here it is, this beast. How, do you like rum? Like, period? Or I like. I mean, I like alcohol in general. So, yeah. I mean, I, I had some bad experiences of it with it. I in love college, rum. But <laughs> yeah, have, have you been to Little rum. River yet? Over in no. Um, let me clarify that. I like rum with hot cider. Like I could just warm up. Isn't there a cider. name for that? What is that called? Just hot cider and rum. Hot toddy? No, that's no. Tea. No, see, that's, that's different. Tea. I don't know. Hard cider. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say, that. <laughs> I don't think there really is a name for it. I thought there was a name for just cider rum and, and rum. I don't know. Spice cider. Like s- cider? Mold cider. Mold cider. Mold cider? Oh. Mold, M-A-U-L. I, think. Oh, no. I don't know. Either way, that's the only way I'm drinking so the, rum. So the, the nose is very heavy. You drink it, it's not as aggressive. It's still there. It's still very there. I think I got two chest hairs on this. I was. <laughs> if you guys have ever go to Chicago, uh, especially if you're over where the, the Cubs play in Wrigleyville, go to Delilah's. Mm-hmm. Um, probably one of the best whiskey places out there. Uh, they have over oh. like 400 or 500 yes, different whiskeys. Um, one of my favorite places like to go, but I actually got a chance to see, uh, try Mount Gay because they had a Mount Gay wrap oh, yeah, over the there. Yeah. And I got to try like three or four different rums, and it was great. Come on in, join the party. Our CFO is very nice. CFO. He's going to count the money. That's that microphone's that's off of for the that's moment. I could turn it on when you're no, when you're ready fine. to. He doesn't need to talk. Okay. <laughs> um, so with with uh, Delilah is definitely a place to go. Another great place because you could find Mount Gay over at Zatuna Liquor over in Rochester Hills, just mm-hmm. south of M59 on uh, Rochester Road. You can find all this great Griffin Claw over there too. Jack is amazing. Go say hi to Jack. We ran into him at the uh, the Fall Beer Fest on uh, Friday I saw him night. From afar, I did not get to say hi. He uh, he does not know. How, he he stays in one spot for a long time because he doesn't know how to be quiet. Um, <laughs> but plus, people were, like flock to him. But that's were, that's true. So like, I'm like I'm like here. Meet me at uh, whatever tent we were. At. I think we were at the the Blake's tent. And I'm like, meet us at the Blake's tent. And so he literally bypasses me and goes into the Blake's tent to grab a beer. And it's like 20 minutes before he comes out to talk to us. Yeah. I say this dude remembers everybody because I swear I've only been into Tuna Liquor personally once. And that was at least a year and a half ago. And just Ooh, like spooky. he saw me at the beer fest. Hey, Rob, good to see you. I'm like. Rob, you have a few physical attributes that are different yes, than a lot of people. I am a other fat people. black man. I get it, <laughs> motherfucker. I was talking about your, I was talking about your glasses. Wow. Uh, uh, and your okay. salt pepper beard. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, age and kids. That's what does that to you? Um, thoughts on this Jamaican rum and uh, vanilla? I, I haven't had it yet, so I'm going to so let you guys talk about it while the, I drink. And the, and the mouth are completely different. Completely, completely different. different. It's like. It, it's straight up Monty Python, and now for something completely it's like, different. Yeah, this is. <laughs> I don't. This is when I taste booze. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, boom. Hello. Mm-hmm. So this is the this is the uh, the favorite of the brewery by far. I'm not just. I wish it would taste more like it smells. To be honest, really? I wish it tasted harsher. 
It seems too <laughs> subtle. It it's like it's outer sugar. Really hard, more harsh. I liked it. I, I can't. It's like I'm, I'm fighting with myself whether or not I want more rum or more vanilla. I don't yeah. see like I, I want more. Get it all in the I, nose, uh, but you don't it, it, like. It's like the follow up. It's like yeah, you can have the rest of it. Shit. I mean, it's it's. The, I mean, I've got two more. I'm definitely not one. denying this shit. This is this shit yeah. is good. It's just I'm <laughs> as as a baker. It's like my thing is is that when when I'm cooking and and I'm making cakes and pies and like anything calls vanilla, I'm always throwing in, uh, uh, like one and a half times as much as what is needed. And just like when I make rum cakes, is like a uh, rum cake recipe. I'll ask for a three quarter cup of of rum and like fuck you. I'm putting a cup and a half because I'm getting everybody drunk. Fuck everybody. Like like I want more vanilla. I think. I think that that's pretty much my battle right now. Gotcha. Yeah, we we debated put like coconut in here as well because that's a that's a very Jamaican rum type thing. Oh, that, do yeah. Just call it coconut. Yeah, the Dragon's milk. Dragon's milk had the coconut rum that I remember yeah. having a couple years ago, and I remember me and uh, I don't know if you're uh, if you're familiar, uh, Jeff Sanchez, who works for Ellison now, I believe. Um, he was a sales rep for M4. Uh, worked at Sellerman's until until the bitter end and went to Ellison. Um, but me and him, uh, we were definitely doing this, like, staying out of trouble by pouring for Ellison while drinking Dragon's Milk's uh, coconut rum. Uh, by literally one person would pour, one person would drink, and then the next person would pour, and the next person would drink. Just because <laughs> that beer was so good. And obviously trying to stay within the, the laws of... Uh, the Michigan Brewers Guild, the MLCC, oh, yeah. and not drinking before. Um, oh. They were a very huge stickler this year. I don't know if you, they, they you have guys been saw the whole it. year. Yeah, it's been um, – I mean, the whole – MLCC as a whole has been on us pretty heavily. In that, I mean, it, it's all the same rules that have been there. Yeah. It's just never been enforced. Can't now – I just oh. – Go on, Matt. I, speak your mind. So, we're all friends here. I don't know about the CFO, but <laughs> – He's fun. He's so, just sitting in the corner. We, we met with Scott. <laughs> We met with Scott. I don't think we, we'll ever... we met with Scott. Episode one ninety nine point five coming out on Wednesday. I don't think we'll ever meet with Very Scott. Very informative. Again. Wait, Scott Newman Graham? Bale. Scott Newman Bale. Newman Bale. SMB. Oh, I was like, I don't think he'll ever meet with us again. Why is that? I think because I think there's so much that we couldn't ask him. I, I feel like we couldn't like feet to fire him because we. The dude knows everything. Right. We, we didn't need to feet to fire. Because oh, that was a pretty on, good hold interview. On, hold on. I just think that. I think we could ask him a time when he comes into our studio to talk for two hours, not for 35 minutes before a festival I, where we have to rush the fuck out the second we hit end record. I just think I, as somebody who ha- has worked in Lansing before, I think the Brewers Guild as a trade organization could be doing so much more for their trade partners and oh, they I, failed to do so and I think it's almost dereliction of duty but that's you make my, it sound like legislation runs so fast no not, it doesn't hold on hold on but executional legislation does <laughs> let's 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 make sure this is not this is Matt Bush talking. This is the opinion of Matthew Joseph Bush. This is not, not that of on draft. This is not necessarily the fuse of better on draft. But no, I, I think there's a lot more, and I'm hoping when we go to the – well, at least I'm going to the conference next year um, to get a little bit more from him. And I know – uh, based on conversations after, while he was still sober, um, that you know he wants to come in and do a full two-hour episode with us, and I think that full two-hour episode will be uh, a lot more eye-opening than just what that episode was. Again, that episode drops one ninety-nine point five Wednesday uh, this coming week. If you're listening, uh, if not, it might already be out. 
Uh, I just think the Brewers Guild could, should, stand up more for the Brewers. I don't think anybody disagrees with you. But that's the whole point but of it, the Guild. It, it seems like it doesn't. All different size breweries as well. Right. I mean, I just, I just don't want it to go the way of what happened last year with New Jersey. And then where oh, there were the, where there were the smaller breweries that just said, um, the hell with all of these bigger breweries who are just going with the status quo. We're making our own guild, and we're going to decide with to hookers. Yeah, <laughs> all right, Bender, and and just like making our own guild and just fighting for our own legislation because these bigger breweries are just going to just roll with the punches I, I, and not fight for everybody the way that they're supposed to. The token system, the barrel limit, the over enforcement, the uh, taxation on taxation on taxation. If there was a spine and some sort of mechanism for people to fight back, there could be, there should be. I mean, I, my thought here. is, my thought is, go for it. There should be a day, and here, um, now that the CFO's here, maybe I can say <laughs> something. <laughs> I think all of the members of the Brewers Guild should shut down on a Friday and say, hey, until you talk to your representatives, we're going to close down. And I guarantee you, shit would change like that. Because there would be hundreds of people outside of every bar wondering why their brewery isn't open. And if they said because X, Y, and Z shit in Lansing, there would be people in Lansing that would go to work on a weekend. Because we're the only, one of the very few states that have full-time legislatures. Yep. And shit would change like that. Including self-distribution limits? Now... Um, like yeah, I, just hey, everything. Yes, I think <laughs> if there was a Friday strike amongst brewers, a I, Friday strike of brew pubs, it would hurt. But shit, what happened real quick? I agree with you. I think the Brewers Guild needs to do a lot more. Um, I think there is the problem that we have within the state is is that the amount of breweries that are coming in one after another after another. The laws that are dated, you know, either they're dated during like pre crash, like early 2000s crash, or, you know, post prohibition, like 1940s laws. There there needs to be a harder look into fixing things. And I think the Brewers Guild is spending too much time being reactionary to all the breweries coming in, not realizing that they need to be proactionary because a lot of these brewers are. Uh, needing the laws to change because they're not your your standard low bar brewer, not low bar brewer, low um, barrelage. Low brewer. barrelage. Yeah. That was the word I was looking for. Uh, low barrelage brewer because y- you have brewers that are coming in that are looking to make a living and nothing more. Downey Brewing Company, Dearborn Brewing Company, they're here to make a living, not retire from their last je- you know their their current job, brew for a living, you know, bring home a nice paycheck at the end of the night, mm-hmm. not go big. And then you have brewers like, and, and to be honest, with the amount of money that he put in, I can easily say this, Old Nation. Old Nation that's brewing to make a profit. Correct. And yeah. that was prior to M43. And we love Travis. Travis has probably been on it more than anyone else, to be honest, now Don't that like we think Mark. about that show. <laughs> uh, the battle wages. So so we'll, we'll talk about that before we go to break, because you, you got some vindication. I, I, I publicly shamed him this week. Uh, I heard. For what? Hold on, hold on. We'll get there in a second. We'll get there in a second. So I, I think the the Brewers Guild in 2020 needs to be reactionary, and I think if proactive, they I think uh, no proactive. Thank you, thank you. You corrected me. Uh, they need to be proactive, and if they are not, 
then something needs to change either within the Brewers Guild itself or a new guild needs to be created because the Brewers Guild is not fighting for the brewers that are moving. And to his, his to his credit, Scott did say they did plan to make a legislative affairs kind of lobbying team. That, that doesn't which, already exist. No, it's, it's Scott. Scott yeah. is a legislation. So leader. Scott was yeah. talking about. Um, so Scott is Scott's on de- the he says national friends. board. And his thought is trying to bring national board policies to the state board, but there is no state acting committee. And I very vehemently threw my hand to the sky of that place as someone who's written legislation in the state house. Um, Casual. <laughs> humble brag. <laughs> See, and, and this, this is what, you know, when, when the whole, you know, the free beer um, Tomorrow. The, the, the push from Eastern Market started with the whole, we need to get out of this whole thousand barrel self-distribution area that it seemed like nobody was making a push for it. And it really got me worried that it was like, well, you know, it sounds like we're going to have all these breweries that are going to just make their own guild because there isn't, there doesn't seem to be this, there doesn't seem to be with the guild that they're actively pushing for any type of change in legislation for their members. Now, it could be on the level that we are in Metro Detroit, but a lot of these breweries have the ability to do distribution through a distributor without any issues a la m4 and oath yeah like we have small bur- small distros in cities to do small distribution i mean just so that at, you don't have to worry about you just it. look at liberty street and just how liberty street was able to just get out of their distribution because you know if if not for getting out of that I don't. I'm not sure if Liberty Street would even exist. Today. Well, they also sold their production facility yeah, and gone. all the equipment and stuff. There, there, there's right. a lot more to that in regards to Liberty Street because they were making pennies on the barrel. Right. Check out they, episode 197 for that. Well, uh, Shout out to Joe Wilk. Well, no, it's the episode that he did when we were at the Detroit studio. <laughs> he was just on the episode. I know, I know that, but the the Detroit studio was right after he announced that he was ending his distribution. I don't know what episode that was. It was the the one prior to 197. Yeah, or 194 or whatever it was with him. Um, so before we go to break, Matt, if, uh, for those of you who are following, uh, Matt and Mark Logos over at old nation are, um, in a little bit of a tidbit, a little bit of a war. He's feuding with everyone. You're fighting with Mark. You're fighting with Wayne. Only because Wayne took Mark's side. That's it. So on 97, one, the ticket during Carson Anderson, Matt, they were talking about like your arch nemesis Nemesis. Nemesis. Well, so I guess Mark's for a pretty good guy. Mark's That's what I said. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Not... Reserve judgment for what I'm about to say. Okay. So, so, full context. They asked, "What is your nemesis as an older person or a, a veteran young guy? Like, I can't drive the ball straight down down a fairway. Things you can't like gaps in your adulthood. You need to work yeah. on your fucking follow through then." Like, one guy, I can't bowl. One guy, I can't do this, that, and nothing. So I caught it at the end, and I said, it says, what's your nemesis? And I just text in, my nemesis is Mark Logos, and I put in parentheses, Logos, I spelt it, the old nation brewing sales rep. And I thought nothing more of it and continued my day. Until there was a Facebook group. Did you message. tag him in it? No, no. So oh, I, I wrote that to the radio station. And the radio station then... Read it on the air. Read my text. Oh my god! <laughs> That's awesome. 
All because Mark took a picture of you doing the walk of shame. No, hold on, hold on. No, that's not what the picture said. No, no, it does go beyond that. You're right. So the the entire thing. So Mark Logus actually calls into Carson Anderson to the radio show to try to defend himself. Yes, to try to defend himself. And he mentions what he did to Matt, which was Matt went to the porta potty at the beer fest. Wait, Mark called into the radio. Yes, he happened to be listening. Yes. Well, no, no. No, he was brother was listening. He was actually like so. Ninety-seven-one. Um, they they read the text saying my Mark episode. My nemesis is Mark Logus, the old nation beer rep. And a lot of the people in one of our beer groups said, "Hey, Mark Logus." They just mentioned that you're somebody's enemy on ninety-seven-one. You might want to listen to this. And he listened to it, and then he called in. They, they were wondering, wondering who it was, and I I made it not so. Hidden. So Mark calls in and explains that at the UP Beer Festival, Mark and a couple other people, when Matt went to the restroom... It was just Mark. Uh, <laughs> either, either or, shook the porta potty while Matt was using it. And honest to God, if you listen to this, and I think you could find it on the, the podcast, I believe it was Thursday on 97.1. Yeah, right around 1 o'clock. Uh, uh, Carson Anderson, you can actually listen. And they went, they they were on Matt's side. Like, out no, of you, all you, the things you, you do, you, 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 you don't, don't do shake someone's they, like, porta like, potty when they're using it. While, while, while he was giving the pretext of he went to the porta potty, they were like, no, you're not doing that. You're not. In fact, Karsh then tells a story about how a boyfriend and a girlfriend, he shook the porta potty while she was in it, and he doesn't know how they are still together. So they were like, you, you don't, right? You don't. And like he continues the story. He's like, you're not going to say what we think you're going to say. And he says it, and they're like, oh. But then he continues. Oh, I mean, then- the, he, he talks about how um, he went to Baffin. Uh, name drop Baffin on 97.1. Which so is one of them. Jamie's favorite Baffin. breweries, by the way. So uh, that, that works. Uh, and talked about the inappropriate poses with your uh, your beer mug there. And he, they also say you don't defile another man's mug at a, mu- at a brewery. Oh, he defiled the shit out of that <laughs> So we are uh, we're looking for the rights to that audio. I think we... No, we can get the audio real quick. Uh, the rights to that audio. Rights. I have Gator on... on yeah. Email. The yeah. rights it's, it's, to it's that like basically It's like Gator's choice. Yeah, Mark also it's, says he has the audio. It, he, he gave it to me, but it's still not Gator or Mark's choice. You don't have it's, the express written or, you know... I have the implied of, of using vo- audio from the NFL. It's so anyways, the, the moral of the story I is I think is I come out looking they, like roses. They look Mark like... Yeah, they... They, they they made Mark or Mark made Mark look like the bad guy and they just added it too. <laughs> We're gonna take a quick he break. He definitely guys. didn't ask Romania for some some help. We'll be right back, better on draft podcast.
are back 199 better on draft podcast 199 we've been Damn waiting all night for this giant crawler it's our time to why uh, is it in a crawler because it, it's not in cans i've been leading up to this we're ready to put the cherry on top oh. of the uh the podcast you're terrible with the uh you're the fired. sour cherry See, oh, that was pretty bad thank you i get a i get a round of applause over there are canned off the the uh, bright tanks. We'll see if there's any carbonation in it. Oh, there it is. I see. Yeah. I see the smoke coming out. So, is this going to be released tomorrow? Yeah, just draft only. So we don't have a lot of it. So this is a sour cherry flying buffalo. It's been aged with Brett for two and a half years, and then we put sour cherries in it as well. So. Rob has an erection. I, I I have no it's, idea. It's, it's sour. The table. So you are aware. That I thought it was, I thought it was me said, and sours do not get along. I thought when he said Brett, but he said it, I thought that's what it was bumping the table. It was just kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we got like as if we're just sitting here watching an episode of Big Mouth right now. Chill the fuck out. No, but he likes Brett's. We'll see. We'll see how this goes. No, he probably hates you. I don't. I I personally love sour beers. I love imperial (laughs) stouts and I love cherries. So, like, 
pretty excited right it, now. It's it smells so weird. Like I'm definitely there's getting so much like, like chocolate, like dark <laughs> chocolate <laughs> cherry that's coming <laughs> off of that. I'm getting like a cherry wheat. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so take it, you know, it barely freshman imperial stout. Barely. Oh, wow. Okay. And then age it with bread so, for two years again. After that, it's a lot going. It's very complex. It's you've, a lot. You, going you have on. a nose that's. It's a lot. Going I might on. not have nostril hairs after I smell <laughs> this nose. I there's the, a lot there, and it's it's there it's, is a lot there in the there's flavor. No, I can't there's even no thought that this isn't cherry. When you this is a chocolate covered cherry. This is so good. I'm sorry. Oh, no. <laughs> this is an audio video. This is the winner speak of the in, night. Speak speak into it. I was gonna say I feel like we needed like a video of that, like you just like pounding the table. Like this <laughs> so is happy it. with this beer. Mm. So so do you like the beer, Shannon? It's fine. I'm it's, okay. It's, it's, it's just it's fine. Right. It's okay. It's Describe just, it for it's us. Like, it's like three stars and untapped. Like three. <laughs> we appreciate it. So. Only three. Huge nose. Huge. Very. very huge nose. Very. The mouthfeel. Yeah, that's amazing. The finish backs it up. It's pretty pungent. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, but I hate when you say the word mouthfeel. I honestly think it's just you. <laughs> say mouthfeel. Mouthfeel? I'm good. Say mouthfeel? <laughs> mouthfeel. Mouthfeel. Oh, sorry. Is it your moist? <laughs> oh. I think from you, yes, it is. Oh, wow. Okay. I think the finish is very... It, you get that, that uh, cherry right back. This beer is unreal. Like, like balanced has been the theme of the day. Like, mm-hmm. you're not hit over the face with yeah, marshmallow this is, this or... This is definitely a balance. But it I'm is not a overly cherry, cherry like that, not that, overly chocolate, like, not overly yeah. bourbon. It is just beautiful. That like, the, that tart kind of like that bitterness that's there. It's just in the very beginning, and then I forget about it completely. Mm-hmm. The cherry hits. There's kind of like this dark chocolate that's in there for me, and then it's the barrel and it's flying buffalo right after that. And I mean, I was I'm very surprised with this because like looking at looking at the can and seeing sour cherry, I'm like. Yeah, this probably is not going to be I'm, me. I'm not getting much like sour, salty. I'm with Ken on this. Pucker. Like, you, know, yeah. you know what I get? I get uh, when you're trick-or-treating and someone gives you a box of raisins and you rip the top of the box and you just oh. shove all the raisins in your mouth and you like chew it. That's kind of what I'm getting right here. Just do that all the fucking time, Have you had time, many sour stouts in general? I don't know if I have. I don't think I have. I don't think it's a style. Think about it. I feel like ABC has made shots. a few that I've had. Yeah, Arbor Brewery. I, I mean, you're not going to get like an overly like vinegary, uh, acidic flavor, and regardless of what you do with the stout. So, and I'm not, I'm not mad at this at all. I just this reminds me of pillowcases of those that 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 lady with the sun and that purple box, <laughs> and like you're tearing through candy, and like your mom's like eat your fruits and vegetables. So between Reese's peanut butter cups, you like rip open a bag or a, a box of raisins and you smash it just to say you have fruits for the day. I don't think any of my kids got raisins this year. <laughs> I think I you know. would call it tart cherry rather than sour yeah, cherry. cherry. Like yeah, that feels. That. Yeah. Jay, what do you think is the difference between tart and, sh- and sour? There's a difference. All right, just don't. Yeah. Even no, could you not like tart and juicy from Epic? I mean, because it's a. It's technically a kettle sour, but I think they use good marketing in that. So you think like tart's a, a marketing word and not necessarily because mm-hmm. it's, it's 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 tart. It's not sour. I would like, call this sa- I would call this savory cherry. Oh what? Yeah, this is a sexy that. cherry. I'm about this cherry. Sexy cherry flying buffalo. Savory cherry because yeah. it's there's nothing. I don't really think there's anything like sweet or tart about this. This is just. Like, but I complex. mean, even with you know the the fact that you know there there's a lot of sour beers that come out there that you know there's always these words within beer that people are scared of, like with ESBs, they're always scared about bitter. 
I mean, are are you saying that like with putting sour instead of tart would would tart be better than actually letting everybody know on the board that sour cherries like oh i don't want to touch that because oh that's gonna that's just gonna be too sour i don't i mean I don't know. in regards to a psyche and now that you mention it like i feel like tart would not be as hard as sour i think everyone sees sour they think lemon heads they think puckering the enamel off my teeth like they, yeah they they they, they, th- they feel their mouths like pucker in Warheads. whereas tart they're not going to think that way they're gonna think like Warhead. a tart cherry so they're like oh it's not too bad it's just tart it's just yeah, I think tart is but like it's still good. You guys can still tart is like sophisticated. <laughs> tart is like you just tore it apart. Like, oh no, no 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 no, that's fine. Tart is like, sophisticated, like, like sophisticated, like Birmingham. Let's just like t- oh, let's just give me the tart cherry like, flying buffalo. Yeah. <laughs> you don't you don't have a sour wine. You have a tart wine. The tart well, that brings up the whole marketing concept as a whole. I mean, like so look at Perrin. They created No Rules, which is a Vietnamese porter. That's not a style. They just, <laughs> That's not a real thing, but they made it it's work. So goddamn true. So like, says who? <laughs> says every beer person ever. Um, well, they just made it. Like, we can blame flavor. that beer. I feel like that beer was ahead of its time. Like oh, now we just have true. like cinnamon roll stouts and blah blah. blah. Like, like that was. For I do. I want one. I will take one. Well, no, so but I'm saying that beer was years ahead of. We're where, making where we're a barley now. wine that's a mixture between English and American, but we're using Australian hops, so we're calling it Australian barley wine. You should call it criminal barley That's wine. Great, I love a that way. idea. Criminal barley wine. I'm such what? a fan because of barley wine. Oh, got it. Yes. I think it's called Quigley Down Under. But <laughs> no, Tom Selleck. Can you taste it from a mile away? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's a damn good movie. <laughs> mm. I mean, yeah. It just it just feels like it's very complex. It seems like tart to me. Seems. I don't know, because like I said, it's like people get scared by the words and how you describe beers. And I, don't, I, I guess for me, it's like looking at the board. If I see sour cherry, I'm going to be like, ah, because I'm not, I'm, I've never, it's, it's been very tough for me when I see the word sour mm-hmm. that I'm just like, there's maybe like five things that I've seen that actually has the word sour in it that I will actually gravitate to. I mean, like, like, uh, um, like New Belgium's La Folie is is like That's one of killer, it's yeah. killer. It's killer. It's like one of my favorites. Anything about Upland? Um, yeah, mm-hmm. Upland. Lights and I love um, Upland. Any, any, arc lights, what arc lights, Cascade? arc lights, and 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 speciations is just like they they tell you it's like oh there's going to have flavors of this and this and this, but instead for me it's just like. Six lemon heads in my mouth, I and I can't taste any of the flavors that they say. That's how I feel when gone. people drink fucking West Coast IPAs. Exactly, <laughs> West Coast IPAs are, are bitter as fuck. So I, I get. I have this thought: like, there's this whole just one. I, that's all I've left. <laughs> there's this whole thing about like mint versus cilantro. Like, if you taste mint or cilantro as if you like put too soap. much cilantro in something it's going to taste either like soap or too much first like of mint. all you then you you have the gene because there there's now nothing called too much cilantro i could bathe in cilantro live in cilantro mm-hmm. you could give me a cilantro hut the I thing mean, is if you got candles and rocket so like cilantro is amazing it's like 
But the thing is, like, I think hops for you and sour for you, like, there is a maybe a genetic thing where you only have so much that you can consider before it goes into soap mode. Just like uh, IBUs in general, once you hit between 70 and 100, it's all the same thing. It's all sandpaper IPA. Yeah. Do you guys have, like, Kyle, do you have a beer style that you don't like, though? Like, for me, I love them all. There's nothing. I have my preferences. There's something. If you had to drink all of your beers... If there's one style of beer that you could trade to never be involved again, what would you pick? Like that I never want to drink again. Yeah. If you could pick one beer. IPAs. That you I would have... say like a, a, a smoked beer. I was going to say Roush oh, beer. I yeah. I mean, that's ridiculous. And Ooh. I've had some really bad ones that it's like yeah. you're drinking a hot dog. But it's like, 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 like <laughs> No, it's true. Like, anything that has bacon flavor. Oh, but that's, true, that's a smoke. level. But that is like. But you're hold on, hold on. Hot dog beer and flavor water. Let's work backwards for a second. So the bacon flavor. Have you had Ripe Brains Magnolista Porter? Yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. I still have a What about their asparagus beer? I immediately think of smoke and I don't like it. Like I, I'm so turned off by the smoke flavor. But it's just, it's just pig so parts. It's, it's well, not for me, that bacon. beer, yeah, they put a pig It's just pig in parts. And I'm like, and, feel and like Grant, I'm drinking I still eyeballs. have a bottle in my house that's probably <laughs> three like years old. beer, don't you? Huh? Don't you like the Scrapple Oh, beer? fuck no. No. No, I don't even... I don't even care what the fuck Scrapple is to even care it, about Scrapple what, is that, that, that whole yeah yeah the whole yeah from from hogfish bed um you know they're, they're, PA. they're <laughs> okay so do you have one the beer for breakfast that's what um, name is called I don't really like Belgians like straight like season, super like banana, banana. No, 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 like, yeah I can like feel that the, a little the true saison the banana clove. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but like if it gets like funky and flandery mm-hmm. I'm I'm back on. But if it's like that mild in between, like Blue Moon Cezanne, it's like, not my first. Pick. I'm I'll agree really with you. upset. The last two years from the Belgian beer fest at Ashley's, I had to drive home so I could not enjoy the Belgian <laughs> beer fest like I wanted to. Not that good. I love Belgian triples and quads and doubles especially. Oh my god! If you make a good double, I will fucking you know like, makes a good double. My go-to. Dragon Dragon Meat makes a good double in, in the my beer box this month. Oh, uh, that, that yes, that's right. Dragon Mead's over in the MI beer box. Uh, the double dragon. St. Clair Shores will be there soon. Uh, Dragon's Landing. You know who makes a good triple? North Center Brewing Company. North Center Brewing. <laughs> they're they're, uh, they're barrel killer. They actually did a barrel aged triple. An alt built barrel killer. They did not make an alt barrel, uh, but the the barrel killer. North Center Brewing over in Northville, Michigan, just south of Baseline Road, over on. Uh, um, North Center. On center. North Center. No, yeah. They're Baseline actually, road. they're they're moving. They're That's, moving? They're moving. What? That's right. I don't know where yet, but uh, there was another podcast at the uh, the festival. Shakes my fist. Uh, <laughs> and, but I don't know. It was called uh, In My Pint. Shout out to In My Pint. Um, oh, Wait, that. I'm going to look them up. How the yeah. hell is our own sponsor? There, there was another podcast, and they us. showed up, and then Kevin calls me. He's like, hey, I just told another podcast that we're moving, and I haven't told you yet. So Surprise. This is me telling you. Hold on, wait. Well, we have to crush this podcast. We have to move no, the we don't. Place. There's plenty of space, well, especially yeah, I mean, for a West Coast podcast. They're in a metro. It's, it's a struggling podcast. Every every podcast. We have 139 followers on Instagram. All right, there you I go. I mean, you, you have to it. remember, Matt, that we're we're at least uh, you know um, you know mildly struggling podcast. No, no. That, that Listen, we're, we're the, like the dragon mead of podcasts in Michigan. Original because we're quality. Uh, we're, we've been here for so long. Shouldn't we be the Griffin Claw podcast? We're like constantly innovating and putting in great new flavors. I mean, at least I mean, and you have a sexy sales director. 
Okay. And and what I mean, yeah. at, at, at least with I, us, I sold our podcast to two people downstairs while I was at the bar. It's true. Yeah. I'll let you boy. I mean, at least with us, we're you know we're diverse and inclusive. So wow, you can just wow. Go with that. Boom. So we're the DNI podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, we're gonna segue the fuck out of this one. <laughs> Uh, so, so Kyle, Kyle, yeah. what, what, was was there something that the the fall the fall beer fest that shocked you? Were you able to get out and try some beers or something that you've never had before? Because uh, we we all talked about our experience, but we didn't kind of hear it from uh, a sales rep, no, or an it, employee. It, it's 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 such a weird atmosphere in the beer industry right now. So it's a lot of us just talking, not only like strategery but yeah like it's <laughs> it is it's a lot of us just talking yeah. go bugs bunny on that i wouldn't appreciate that it's uh it's a lot of us just talking what's working and what's not and just kind of like seeing how the industry is like evolving around us can i ask you well i'm going to ask you regardless yeah. um we've seen a string of closings recently yeah. yeah um we've seen a lot of shelf space tightenings mm-hmm. what's your prediction for 2020 as far as it's gonna liquid continue. to lips do you think I mean, do you think? I mean, we've seen a slowing of breweries opening. Yeah. How do you feel that? I mean, I I, I think you guys are the fourth or fifth biggest brewery in the state of Michigan. Yeah, uh, they're large. We're the, we're the seventh largest brewery. Seventh. In the state yeah, of Michigan. I was going to say they're they're, they're top ten. They're not top five, but they also. Um, I don't think they're the the top Michigan only brewery though. Hmm. Is, yeah. At, is Atwater, Michigan? Oh, hell yeah. No, Michigan's they're in Texas. The Texas brewery never opened. No, but so. they're in Ohio, Indiana, okay. Wisconsin. So, so yeah. we're, I guess, A, what do you see the brewery scene happening in the next 12 months? And then where do you like see you guys? I mean, I, So it's basically like, I don't want to say weeding out because it's a horrible name to say that. But it, it's, it's finding the right mixtures. And thankfully, we... we we have a, a business background with a lot of quality forward products. Um, a lot of the businesses that started in the late 90s didn't really have that. It was either one or the other. Um, and those are kind of like – I'm not – I don't want to speak badly upon, uh, about my brethren. But it's, it's literally if you don't have your shit together, it's not going to work. And I'm not saying that like everyone's going to fall off. But it's, this process is going to continue. C- customers are not going to be loyal to stuff that doesn't work. And customers are not going to be loyal to things that either are having quality issues or um, quantity issues or any of the such. I mean, there's there's literally like what is that? Three hundred and how many? Bre- yeah, three hundred seventy eight breweries in the state right now. And a lot of them that are going, a lot of them that are going uh, local only, like becoming your your neighborhood pub. Those are the ones that are working mm-hmm. because essentially we all will have room 100%. for this. Like there's there's a room there's room for uh, a brewery in every city no matter where you are. Everyone loves local beer. Everyone lo- loves locality and everyone loves your local favorite. But like for me and I live in Royal Oak and I could walk to five breweries from my house. And some of them are are strictly your pub and some of them are are in distribution and some of it works and some of it doesn't. So how do you, I guess my question is I think you're bigger than that. Like one of the breweries you yeah. could probably walk to is River Rouge, right? Yep. I love and Eddie. I, I champion that because I think that is the epitome of what a a corner brewer should be. Correct. But I, you're Eddie is awesome. a twelve thousand barrel house, mm-hmm. full state distribution, like, and you're in a overly affluent city where people per, will drink wine and they'll drink high end wine and they'll find high end liquors, and it's just not like a place like a, a Saint Clair Shores where I'm from, where they just want to drink a beer, have a few, and go home. 
do you I mean is that different here in a more affluent community like Birmingham than it is in a uh, not even Royal Oak, but a St. Clair Shores or a Sterling Heights or a Stevensville or a or a, where the hell Ben Harbor or, or a place where there's one brewery. Glad I could help you there. And Nobody that, goes I'm, to I'm, Ben Harbor. I'm pulling shit out of my ass. <laughs> well, it, it's, well, we, we, hold on, hold on. Before yeah. you go, because I was actually talking to your CFO and we were looking because there there is a, a few barons of breweries in there. And uh, a place that I looked that we saw was Roger City. Roger City doesn't have a brewery, and that's got a lot of Wall population. Lake does not have a brewery. That's where I live. <laughs> Just a shout out. Anyone who wants to. But me. but but again, there's there's breweries in cities where a small time brewery could like Wiltsies yeah. or like these. But could, these small... I, don't, I don't think it could because there's there's a certain level where like beer isn't growing, liquor and wine and spirits Correct. are growing. If, so, if a brewery can open in Tecumseh. Uh, a brewery can to come it. see to come see when which there is one brewery in like 40 miles what's that it's the only brewery in like 40 miles but yeah the, the, that that, that's also, why you can go to Roger City where the only brewery is like Austin Brothers or fucking um, fucking uh, yeah. Sheboygan well there's Big Buck yeah no, thought, those are still thought. 50 60 miles well, away there, there's also like there's also the point of the there's, there's a giant difference between a pub orientation and distribution mm-hmm. and distribution there's not a lot of room left in all reality, distribution is basically it is what it is right now. So, are, so, so are you telling me that Gary Thompson's not going to name your beers anymore? <laughs> no, or tell you to put it in bottles? No, thank you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but the, I mean, there's I work for him. Fuck him. there's uh, it, it's just a lot. There's a lot out there, and um, there's still room for your pub. There's still room for it's still the same concept as bars. There's still room for bars and restaurants out there. There's still room for your local pub, but there's not a lot of room in distribution because of the mass amount of just competition. That pie, that the beer drinking as a whole has not gone up in years. Why do you think that is? Be- I know why I think it is. Well, first of all, liquor is is, is through the roof, mm-hmm. and then there's also, I mean. I'm technically a millennial, but millennials have gotten away from beer. So I think I mean yes, you're, you're gonna. I, I'm a millennial. I, it makes you fat. Like I'm gonna yeah. get. I'm gonna get. Like we're so health conscious. Like the way the U.S. is going, and like I, 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 just, I disagree. Okay. Because I think there's a soul have cycle seen exists me? because of millennials. <laughs> You're like Generation I. No, he's, he's <laughs> not even Generation no. X. Rob, or Rob's Gen X. I'm a fat motherfucker, all right? Well, I drink a lot of beer. No, so I think, like, uh, what, what Shane is saying, though, I, I think it has a point, but I think it's a small sliver of it. Okay. Because I think. But that, look at White Claw. Half of the validity, people drink though. that because. They're on a diet. They don't want the yeah. sugar. They don't want the Keto. carbs. Well, that, that came out of nowhere. But no, it did. purely health based. I disagree mm-hmm. because it came out of ciders that were came out three years ago. Ciders when, had nothing. But to ciders do with had too much sugar. No, but ciders so were the sugar. first like low carb. Ciders non-glutes. are so sugary. I would never drink ciders those were stuff. not I mean, low carb at all. But what I'm saying is like ciders are the first alternative to beer, and now seltzers are the. Uh, the next generation of okay, okay. Hold on, but I mean, on. you know, I'll, okay. follow, I'll follow that logic. <laughs> you, you walked away. Go I, ahead, won't, I won't. I won't follow the the low carb because they had so much sugar that it's fucking ridiculous. Like you don't understand how much sugar is in apples. But the thought is that it it's gluten free, but that's not carb. But that free. brings another brand of drinker to the. To the breweries. Yes, yes. So like Seltzer brings another brand of brewery yeah. to drink. If, and, if but you look, also the new trend in breweries is getting a distilling license so they can sell vodkas correct. and gins there to bring in that new crowd. I think my two cents is it's not that we're overly health conscious. 
the South. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they're not stopping drinking Budweiser. They're but still doing it by the forty. It's, <laughs> it's 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 a it's an ease. Like I think what Kyle talked about at the beer fest. I'll go get a, f- a twelve dollar pint of vodka or fit the vodka and chug it with Kool Aid, and I can get drunk as a teenager for quick and cheap. And that's what nineteen you, in Canada. We would never promote underage drinking. But I mean, we would get a. We, with Kyle and I, would go to Central. Where yeah. We went to Central. We would get a, a half gallon of five o'clock for five bucks. At 21. At 21. Sure. The day we turned 21. And a $1 gallon of red Kool-Aid. And we mixed them together. And we would have two nights worth of fun. Jungle juice, bro. So it's, it's an ease also. Like, people don't care about the flavors. They don't get that. Just like kids eat chicken fingers. Your, your kid probably eats mac and cheese and chicken I fingers. I love chicken Where the fingers. fuck are I still eating chicken fingers? <laughs> but chicken you, go from, chicken you go from chicken fingers to like chicken yeah, oysters. You, you learn flavors and you go from different things. So I'll, I'll tell you where we're heading that's going to like mess you up more. Is that like all the data I is showing him, that... I can't mute him, by the way, Shannon. Not, so whatever you say. Thank you, Ken, for trying. <laughs> no, I mean, it's not, I don't think it's bad, but I've been doing a lot of research on non-alcoholic beers and non-alcoholic products in general. And like Anheuser-Busch just bought Seedlip, which is a non-alcoholic like liquor company. And you know if Anheuser-Busch, those people are pretty smart, fairly smart. Company. You know if they're acquiring mm-hmm. for millions of dollars yeah. a non-alcoholic spirit company, they know something that all of, of us. Trend. So all the research that I've been doing shows that people younger than me, younger than all of us. I, Jen. Okay, so that's is the that name for them. Are preferring... <laughs> They're health conscious, and they prefer to have a nice night out. They want to have all the social uh, fun, but they don't want the negative aspects of alcohol, like uh, driving or the regret or the hangover or things like that. Right. And they – so everything – there's so many non-alcoholic options. I know it hurts. Matt, it hurts is, all about, Matt is all so, about regards. So, so, I mean, just, it's just bring, rag, rag bring that shit out. So uh, you live next to Baffin, so you could have all the regret, regrets no, that you want, no, so and just go home. <laughs> I was uh, I was just in Florida, and one of my good friends in Florida has a 17 year old son, and they're still sneaking Bud Light and tequila and Captain Morgan's. That's still what I'm they, sure a majority. Well, yeah, because they're drinking on a, a budget, and it's well, no, Florida. What the fuck parents. else do they have to do? I just I just I, don't know if they, I think, I think that I mean. We had Odules in the 90s. This could be the new thing. And if you have... Okay, what, so behind it? internationally, like Spain, 10% of the craft beer market is non... Or 10% of the beer market is, is non-alcoholic. Okay. So it's macro brands, but non-alcoholic. So like Europe gets it. We don't. Well, and I'm, theirs is because they have stricter driving laws Europe than us. Europe gets a lot of things we don't. Porqué. 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 Why? But, yeah. <laughs> So, in, in the grand scheme of alcohol, where does Spain lie in the top ten of European drinking nations? I think they get after it. I don't know. I, I don't know the answer. Because my question. thought would be like, what's the UK and Germany doing? In Belgium? The UK, it's huge. It's going to be over ten percent. I just talked to my distributor in the UK. I was like, so I'm I'm in an, I'm in a non-alcoholic beer. They're like, buy, give it like two years. It's going to be over ten percent. But the I think us, us fucking Krauts, we're just going to get after lighter Hefeweizens. Because we can just drink and drive. Well, like, hold on. No, there's <laughs> let's, let's, let's bring this full circle as circle. There's as a we kind of three. 
Hold on, hold on. Let's like let's, drinking one beer. You're like, mm. let's let's bring this full circle because we talked about it earlier and we talked about how the beer industry is cyclical. Mm-hmm. But as we are cyclical, we are introducing new things as we continue to go yeah, through. Go back to and as you mentioned, you know, pilsners, kolsches, lagers. As you mentioned, non-alcoholics, like. At, are we reaping that? Like, is that what's coming in twenty 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 one? And you. that, like, uh, you know, is is non alcoholics as well as low alcoholics, low ABVs. To be honest, fucking start making more English milds because those Weisses. are low ABVs. Berliner Weisses. He's mm-hmm. pointing English milds. Berliner Weisses. Do you have yeah, an English the UK? Mild? Yeah, we have Berliner. But... Love non alcoholics because they're pub people, man. They hang out in pubs forever. Oh. These people want what they want. And uh, I think that's the the other thing where we go into, you know, lagers is that, you know, obviously I'm not a brewer. I, I've done some home brewing on the side and I still have I've, your I've made nothing but fucking failures. Uh, but, you know, what I always hear is that, you know, as, as much as people want lagers, lagers take longer to make. Yes. And so, you know, when you start making everything else that, you know, you're trying to get to, to all of your beer drinkers that, you know. Sometimes if you don't have a tank to be able to have a logger to sit, but then I think that's the new business. That's the new business expense. Like you, when you start a brewery, you have to have enough tank for a logger. Period. Or uh, you can get away with something that's still light, not a logger, and be perfectly fine. You and don't I mean, have to be. If you look, and honest to God, like people don't have the benefit of as we're looking at Griffin Claw right here. Right. Giant. You go to Eastern brewery. Market. You go to Batch. You go to Brew Detroit. I mean, it's like there, there's not. Well, I guess probably you, Brew Detroit. Detroit. Let me back the fuck up because Brew Detroit does have the room. My apologies. So, but, but but if you go to somewhere like Jamex or you go to somewhere Jamex, where yeah. like the you're making. Beer as fast as you can sell it, you don't have the capability to make a lager because that 15 extra days or whatever the yeah. amount of extra days for your lager is not going to allow you to make profit. And you're right. there to make profit. Jamex is there to, you know, again, they're not there you're to awesome. start distroing and uh, get out of, you know, their their brewery and start getting on shelves. They're there to make enough money to where they can quit their jobs and mm-hmm. that's their job. Correct. Where you know, uh, again, uh, Baffin. Baffin, you have a little bit more. You have time. You have the ability. You have space. You moved all your mango unchained to another area to and be. And the Bob Barley now. And the Bob Barley to Good brew Detroit. Chains. You contract brewer tour. Now them. you can make a lager. You can do this stuff. And it's like a lager is one of the hardest beers to make. When you talk to a brewer, you talk to anyone in the industry itself. When they go to a brewery to test how that brewery is, they test the lager. Because you can't hide things. Exactly. It's the same reasons like you go to a Mexican restaurant and eat their nachos and you know how good good their food is. I have a nacho. I usually test without enchiladas. But that's For me, yes. 100%. (laughs) But I mean, even with a Mexican restaurant, I ordered the nachos. You judge them on the nachos. On the nachos? But I mean, yeah, even with awesome. with even with old nations, like during the beer fest, it was like when I was showing up, it was like Travis was Travis has always been the kind of guy who wants to do traditional stuff. And with as much as M forty three Greenstone uh, Boss Suite, he wants Boxer. to do he wants to do loggers. And for him putting Vienna Lager out, he's been wanting to do that and wants to put that stuff out there. And his Vienna Lager is great. Yeah, mm-hmm. that Vienna Lager was amazing. I want more of a lager lager. All right, wanna, that's going to do it for us. Better on draft one ninety nine. The Flying Buffalo to 2019 episode. The front butt episode? Uh, we're going to do it again 2020, Kyle. You're going to be back? I'm not going anywhere. So yeah. Sweet. 
<laughs> to be determined. I'll, s- I'll see you in dry January. <laughs> we will see Shannon in dry January. I think the last episode January? of January she'll be on to bring us some great non-alcoholic beers. Uh, don't forget to check out our sponsors, the Ferndale Set, Zatuna Liquor over in Rochester Hills, Michigan Beer Box, beer T-shirts.beer, and North Center, Brewing North Center Brewing over in Northville, Michigan. And Tavor. And Tavor, that's right. We did not do a Tavor because we can't bring beer from another company into a brewery, Sorry. but next week we will have them on Double for Tavor. our Tavor Are you serious? Taste, Taste of Tavor will be back on on Tuesday, so you guys will be able to vote for your two beer, one of the two beers that we're going to drink on the next show. And don't forget, there is a promo code ROBEAR that is out there uh, for the first $25 that you spend on beer. You would get a $10 credit. Guys, next week we're not going to be giving away a $20 gift card. Uh, to a brewery because we're going to be giving away a $50 gift card to Zatuna Liquor. And maybe Damn. a My Beer Box. And maybe a My Beer Box. But you have to listen to episode 200. That's going to do it for us. Better on draft 199 next week, 200. No matter what you think of a beer, we think it's better on draft. Better on draft. Have a good night. Peace. <laughs>